Hello everybody, welcome back to the PA Turnpot with Rob and Joel. This is episode number 119 as we get ready for week two in the NFL. One game down, 15 to go. I'm Rob, he's Joel, how are you tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it's Saturday, it's one of the better Saturdays, we're talking off air for about yeah. like two hours now before we <laughs> <laughs> record to be honest, but it's one of the better Saturdays, a lot going on, UFC tonight, yeah. college football madness we'll get into quickly, but um phillies we'll see how they go it's uh, it's a good saturday let's just say that it's closer to oh. the sports equinox later on oh. yeah i was thinking the same thing they're going it's two nothing now they just scored again let's go was i bo- was thinking the same thing when you started that um we're getting closer and closer to uh basketball we're still in that boring time like beginning of august to the end of september is really boring in the nba yeah. hockey we're kind of ramping up the flyers just painted the ice so Ugh. like we're gonna start getting there soon I, th- th- this is what Saturdays in the fall are like. I I, I miss uh, the last couple of years. I really enjoyed working Saturdays, but this is my first year since 2018 that I'm not working Saturdays. So watching college football, like making I, I made freaking chili today. I didn't have <laughs> enough time to do that shit in the past. Right. <laughs> so I made chili. Could do some stuff, knock out some like yard work and stuff. So it's nice having weekends off. But yeah, I'm I'm thrilled, man. This is fun. Yeah. This is what Saturdays in the fall should feel like. Hanging out watching college football and we got a lot of fun stuff to get to thinking about tomorrow's game the good thing is we get to do it all over tomorrow we get pro football tomorrow so right that's the fun stuff i completely understand with your saturdays i don't have them anymore but i have sundays yeah i was telling a buddy of mine like it's been four years four years since i could sit down and watch nfl sunday i didn't know what to do with myself and then i found red zone <laughs> and i was like this oh, is yeah. great why don't people know about this I'm like we've known about this this is you do have the a little bit of the benefit you do have a little bit of the benefit because you have the back half of Saturday at least. Like you're done sort of in the middle of like two, it was two o'clock, right? Yeah. So you're home like four and then you have kind of the back half. Like you have the good college games. Yes. yes, yes. You probably, game day is not as, I mean, game day is fun when you don't, like I never watched it or never really listened when I was at work. Yeah. But all the ta- all the times I was off for a Saturday, I would watch game day. I love it in the morning, but the early games in college football are usually not that good. They don't really ramp up till about 3.30 with the CBS game. Right, right. And then obviously you got primetime tonight. No pun intended, but yeah, that'll be fun. That's gonna be electric. That's more so you're just watching to see how many points they score, or to see if Colorado State can actually be the first to knock them out. I think their coach. So we'll get to it in a little bit when we talk about it. I'm interested to see what your take is on that on what the coach said about that. Um, Let's lead off with um, a little bit of somber news. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we're still gathering the facts, and not much has been made public, nor should it. I, you would hope that these things wouldn't come out. Uh, but our um, our condolences are to uh, are out with uh, Charlie Manuel and his family. Uh, the Phillies announced on Twitter about about two hours ago that the uh, the former World Series winning manager for the Phillies, Charlie Manuel, suffered a stroke on Saturday while undergoing a medical procedure today in a Florida hospital. The hospital was able to attend to Charlie immediately and subsequently remove a blood clot. The next 24 hours will be crucial in his recovery. And Charlie's family asks that you keep him in your thoughts and prayers at this time. Now, strokes are very complicated because there are multiple types. Mm-hmm. Um, the type that it sounds like it is because they said it's a severe one. There's something called an ischemic stroke, which occurs on the left side of the brain, which hinders the right side of the body, hinders speech, and hinders uh, decision-making and a lot of other things. The right side stroke will hinder the left side of the body, but that doesn't impact speech. Um, it can impact um, a little bit of like your motor skills, but for the most part, that's a little bit less severe. So, based on what this is saying, it sounds like it's 
the worst of the two, although we have no idea what it is yet. Although every stroke is kind of devastating. So the good yeah. thing for him is he, the, the thing with, um, with stroke victims is you have to attend to them immediately. And luckily he was in the proper facility. So they can right. stop that clot before it becomes more and more dangerous. Cause once it starts killing brain cells, they don't come back. Unfortunately. So a lot has uh, a lot can go into these. Unfortunately, I'm pretty knowledgeable on the situation, but, uh, this type of thing, the, the, the most important thing is time. Um, and they were able to attend him immediately, which is a good thing. Yeah, for real. Like, I got home, laid down for a little bit, and I popped up. And I know we had to record. I just happened to go on Twitter, and I just see the Phillies post a tweet, and I was just like, yeah. my heart just sank. I'm like, fuck off, man. Yeah, I, I saw this. I was uh, I was actually, I was I made chili earlier, and I was stirring it, and my phone went off. And I looked over, like, oh, the Phillies don't really tweet. Um, like, Weird things really. without like graphics and stuff. I was like, oh, this is a shame. Um, essentially, what a uh, a stroke is for people that are un- unaware. I know that most people just kind of put it into the same category as heart attack. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, essentially, what it is is it's a blood clot that forms somewhere in the body and it winds up traveling to the brain. That's the simplest way to explain it, and it can impact the right side or the left side because your brain has two separate areas which uh, contribute to motor skills, decision making, singing, speaking, um, all the different things, walking. Um, but we hope, and he's an older guy, so the older you are, the unfortunately, the the more severe sometimes the circumstances can be. But he, uh, I'm sure, has some of the best medical care that you can possibly have, having been a uh, MLB employee. So hopefully, the good hopefully. thing for him is uh, he hopefully. wasn't just like sitting there for three, four hours before someone found him. Right. It was immediate because he was already in a medical facility. So that's a good thing. And uh, hopefully he makes as full of a recovery as you can possibly get to. Yeah, what worries me is the the part of that quote was the next 24 hours will be crucial to his recovery. So hopefully it's a smooth yep. and less painless. I mean, it will be struggled for the recovery, but hopefully it yeah. all goes well the next 24 yeah, ge- hours. Generally, the immediate um, day or two following a, uh, something like that is crucial to recovery. And then if he has to go to any type of therapy or anything, then you get about six months. Yeah. Uh, where everything is like crucial. Yeah, this one hits home. Phillies World Series manager. Yeah, it's a shame, and he's in his probably 80s now, right? Yeah, gotta be. He's an older fellow. So, uh, best of best wishes to them. Best wishes to him. Right. Um, hopefully, no more negative news. Uh, the Phillies, as we attempt to steer in another direction, the Phillies did win last night. Uh, they blew a 4 nothing lead, however. The bullpen was awful. Uh, Bryce Harper was ejected. Um, I forget. Uh, yeah, Alex Tosi was the home plate umpire. He missed a call on 3-1 that would have been ball four. It was up in the zone. Well, it was up above the zone. Uh, Harper was upset about that. Struck out on the next pitch and then threw all of his stuff and then eventually called the umpire a loser. The, is um, that what happened? The loser yeah. part? What a I, Well, The dork. loser was after he got tossed. So he got tossed uh. for throwing the stuff. So he threw his stuff. He didn't um, get tossed for that. No, he, he, said, he, that, but then he, he he had to have said something because the camera was still hard, like the regular camera from center field, mm-hmm. and you couldn't see what he was saying. But as soon as he said something, the umpire tossed him. Yeah. And then Harper, Paco Figueroa came out, and then Rob Thompson came out, and they were both trying to hold Harper back. And he, you can see him call the umpire a loser, which was pretty funny. <laughs> and then uh, he got his two cents in, and then he walked away. And then the bullpen blew it as best they could. Uh, Paco almost got pushed into the next ethos. Yeah. <laughs> Harper wasn't having him there. No, but as soon as Thompson came drunk. up, he was like, all right, I got it. You know what my first reaction was to this? And it's probably not good 
uh, I was at the movies last night, and uh, Fireman Joe texted me that uh, that uh, Harper got ejected. And I, I I watched the video. I was like, see me to tell me this guy's not allowed to throw a ball from the outfield, but he can throw his bat as fast as he can and as hard as he can. We got to fucking put this guy at first base and anchor him over there and steal innings away from you know have, you gotta have Castellanos in right field every day. All right. But this guy, this guy can throw his helmet and his bat, which are heavier than a ball, but he can't throw a ball from the outfield. That was my first reaction to this whole thing. Right. But I wa- I'm waiting for a different camera angle and waiting for our boy, uh, John Boy, to break down the details of what was actually said to this guy. Or maybe Harper will say it eventually. Maybe it was said already in a post- in- post-game interview. Yeah, I-, I didn't see much either. Uh, what a I don't know dork. If he did. What a dork that Tosi so, is. What- another thing I thought, and I've never heard of this umpire either, because we looked up the name uh, after the movie, and I was like, this must be one of those minor league guys that they call up to help out. When uh, either you know you have a lot of games going on, or some umpires get like a, a little bit of a break, yeah. sometimes they'll do that with the older umpires. They'll pull them out of the rotation for a week and they'll give a guy a series. I was like Alex Tosi. I've never heard of this guy before. He must be one of these minor league guys. And notoriously, minor league umpires one they suck. Two that's why they're in the minors. Two they have a quick trigger with ejections because they they are taught in the minor leagues. Don't take any bleep from anybody can't argue balls and strikes. And when I saw this, I was like, this guy's got to be a minor league call-up guy because he threw Harper out like a second after he started talking to him. Right. Turns out he's not. He's just a shitty umpire, which is upsetting because you just wasted, you know, a good at-bat from a three-hitter, or I guess last night he was probably batting fourth, uh, wasted a good at-bat from a middle-of-the-order hitter, and then things changed. Terrible. These umpires just... Your object is not like any referee... Not to be part of the game or, like, make the game about yourself. Don't affect the game like that. Just call it what it is. There's some leeway, obviously, but he couldn't have said something so flagrant that you toss him immediately. Yeah, unless he called him, like, a piece of crap, and I doubt. He probably just said, you took the bat out of my hands or got to be better. Because Harper's usually not some. He does get demonstrative at times, but it's usually after he says something and then is provoked into doing more. Mm-hmm. He probably just said something relatively harmless, but also technically towing the line. And this umpire had a quick trigger, which is bad. And I think sometimes these umpires want to toss the big guys, but they know that they can't. It's got to be some cheating in baseball with that, yeah. some betting. Nonetheless, the pitching was okay. Nola came out in the fifth inning. Um, as always, uh, our boy Hoffman came in, cleaned up a mess. Yes. Uh, and then Alvarado closed it out. Kimbrell and Dominguez both struggled. Um, I believe Dominguez walked the bases loaded. Gosh. Uh, or it was either him or Kimbrell that did. I was again. I was at the movies when this game was on, so I unfortunately didn't. Well, fortunately, didn't see it. I did see the <laughs> Castellanos homer, so that was the extent of it. But Phillies, they got it. Like, well, I think we we talked about it prior. Mm-hmm. They got to just bury the Cardinals and, and call it a. They, they got to distance themselves from the rest of the pack in the wild card. Right. Because things don't get easier after this. They got the Braves coming up next. Also, there's something to be said about this Tosi guy. I found a Twitter user, uh, Umpire Auditor. I guess oh, he's, God. he checks this out. Yeah, this it, is an automated thing. Okay, so it, quote his tweet said, quote, After the Harper ejection, the next 10 of 11 bad calls went against the Phillies, end quote. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I saw that same thing. Yeah, that's bad. I that's mean, a good way to get yourself demoted and go do Iron Pigs games. Uh, by the way, the Iron Pigs PA announcer tweeted about Alex Tosi last night. So this guy must be at least maybe a fringe guy that bounces back and forth. Yeah. The Iron Pigs um, PA announcer 
said that in the middle of the game, Alex Tosi called up to the press box and told the PA announcer to announce the names faster because the game was taking too long. So this guy's a total douche. Um, and he's, he is a younger guy from because you could see him take his, his mask off at one point when he was yeah. talking to Harper or getting yelled at by Harper. Um, so, so fuck this guy. Um, Ironically, by tossing a guy and having an argument, you're prolonging the game longer than it had to be. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? good point if you didn't toss him for throwing the bat and yeah. helmet the way he did aggressively yeah then all is good but then he talked to you he's like hey, don't talk to me you're out the good uh, thing about this game is nobody watched it because it was on apple tv plus <laughs> i can't imagine what it was like for your dad trying to find this game or my mom trying to find this game <laughs> right or, <laughs> i think no my dad was out last night and i went right to okay. bed as soon as i got home yeah i did like a late shift yesterday yeah, but, we, we went out to eat after the movie, and the game, the game was still on at the time. Jesus. And the game wasn't on TV. They didn't put it on any of the TVs there. So we, we had, like, some crappy, like, sports reporter show on Comcast Sportsnet or whatever, and then they had, uh, uh, they had like, around the horn with no with no sound. So it was a bad experience. You can't watch a show with no sound. I was like, what are you doing? There, there's there's got to be – they put on a WNBA game at least. Like, show us something. Right. You see t- people talk – <laughs> getting the points <laughs> then all of a sudden they're muted like what's happening here they're already muted I can't even hear them why are they muted <laughs> turn the sound on does that mean I can hear them now right but uh, tonight we have well as we mentioned they're up 2 nothing so far uh, Suarez versus Michalis who yeah, you mentioned that he shaved, shaved his mustache do you think that's a win or is uh, he struggling I don't know still getting is he preparing himself to be a Yankee what's going on here <laughs> Maybe. I think he can do his pitching. It's weird because Michael is, if you look him up, he's always had this little mustache ever since he came back to the U.S. Yeah. Uh, like four or five years ago, he came back. For, I think he pitched in Japan for a while. Um, he's always had this really ugly, like, hipster mustache-looking thing. And he, he actually looks kind of normal without it, but he's got the sideburns. So he kind of looks like a douche now. He looks like a poor man's Joe Maurer. Oh, gross. <laughs> the, <laughs> at, the great value. Or even worse, like Mark Canna. Yeesh. Oh, that dude. Every every time I see Mark Canna's picture, the the first three words that come out of my mouth are "sick jobs, dude." <laughs> what but yeah, uh, Miles Michaelis losing two nothing to the Phils. Uh, familiar situation for the Cardinals, being down to the Phillies in St. In Louis. St. Louis in a night game on a Saturday. So yeah, good, good vibes. Good times. <laughs> yeah, We're the, in the Eagles just beat the Eagles just beat the Vikings. The Phillies are beating the Cardinals. Wow, history wow. repeats itself. Right. A star player wants out of the Sixers, <laughs> and the Union are playing Cincinnati right now. Two top while teams. While we're on the while we're on the subject of things being annoying, oh, Michael Rubin, yes, you little weasel. Oh, fanatics, Fan- fanatics boy. Yeesh. They're shipping out Kelly Green jerseys and T-shirts where the numbers and names are crooked. <sighs> Michael, we're ordering from you because it takes too long to get these things from DH Gate. Where we can get crooked names and numbers for one eighth the cost, made by the same children. We don't want this shit. I have a hundred fifty dollar credit for Fanduel. I'm sorry for uh, Fanatics from PointsBet. No, you went for it. I don't it. even want. I don't even want to order an Eagles jersey at this point. I'm going to order a Phillies jersey. That, that I don't want a Jalen Hurts. Hurts goes sideways on the back. You kidding me? I'll send you a couple of the tweets. There's multiple people that are reporting this. A couple of years ago, actually, I got my mom. I wanted to get her a Fletcher Cox t-shirt. They sent me an eagle on the front and the fullback of the Packers on the back, Rip Kowski. I added Fanatics on Twitter and they blocked me. (laughs) 
<laughs> we cannot be shown. Gotta stop the retweets yeah. at some yeah, point. Cleaning things up. I need Elon to get rid of uh, blocking so they can see that tweet. <laughs> right. Yo, Elon, check this out. This Refund is flagrant. $38. But, yo, their quality is trash, though. It's bad, dude. Like, I just... Ironically, on the on the day of the pre-sale for the Kelly Green stuff, I bought a baseball Jalen Hurts t-shirt, like a three-quarter sleeve one, mm-hmm. and a Jason Kelsey sleeveless Kelly Green hoodie, like That's something like that. Order that. An hour or two later, I ordered my Goddard jersey out of desperation to get a jersey. The a Goddard jersey got here first. The and, thing that they said was going to take the longest, too. Right. Goddard jersey got here. Yesterday, I got my Hertz one, and the quality was trash. It looks it phenomenal. It came yesterday? Yeah. They just No, no. It came Thursday. Well, regardless, if it came this week, that's bad. You ordered that shit in August. It came just in time for Thursday night. I was going to wear it, and I wore it. I'm like, this not a good look for me. It is just super thin. <laughs> it's super sheer. Yeah. Fanatics and is crap. I ordered uh The collar, like, if for people watching on uh, Instagram clips or Spotify, the collar goes down, like, crooked. It's like a, it's, so it's I don't know V-neck. what's going on. It's like on. a greater than, less than sign neck. Exactly. And it was just like, this is putrid. What is this? I'm about to just... Just get my money back and just return it after waiting yeah. two months, basically, for it. Yeah, I'm hoping the Kelsey one either. is the better one of the two. I ordered – I got lucky. We I ordered her a, a Kelly Green jersey. So I wanted to order her a Kelly Green jersey and then get one for myself. Yeah. I was like, if I get one from China, it'll take too long. I did the points bet thing, and it wasn't going to come in time. But I got hers in time. It literally came on Thursday. Um, for the game? It was delivered into the, into the mailbox like 3 o'clock, and we left it – I think we left the house at like 5.30. Beautiful. So, yeah, it came in time. The, the material, so anybody watching, I'm wearing a China jersey. Uh, this is a Jags jersey. It's it's a little, um, I got a little bit of like the bacon neck just because it was on a hanger, but that's not usually how they come. Um, <laughs> this is the same material. This is probably better material than the ones you get from Fanatics because the Fanatic ones are very thin. I got stitched on numbers here, and this cost me like 25 bucks. Um, and it was made by the same kids that probably made your Fanatics jersey. <laughs> but the Fanatics jersey, it almost has like that sticky number on it. Like it's yeah. not, it's not actually stitched on. It's just like it's like painted on almost. Yeah. So you can't really wash it. Not that you can wash these. But if I'm gonna get a jersey, I'd, I'd one I'll pay one fifth the price to wait twice as long. That's fine. Even at this point, you're probably waiting less time for a China jersey than you are for a Fanatics jersey because they say they won't ship until the end of September. Right. But this is like. Good quality. And you've seen, you have China jerseys. You have a couple baseball ones. Dude, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not expose me. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, exposing the business here. <laughs> Relax. Hold up. Uh, okay, it's already out there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yo, but, for sure. Yeah, the, China, the China jerseys are the same material. As the, they're sometimes better. I have all, every jersey I have in my closet right now of the Eagles is a China jersey. And they all feel a little bit different. I made sure to get her a real one because I don't want her first one to be a China jersey. I think the her so a bad Harper one's a real but, one too, right? Yeah, she, I got her first um, Sixers jersey, first Eagles jersey, and first Phillies jersey. I made sure to make they were make sure they were like authentic. Authentic, yeah. But uh, she does have a uh, a couple of the stitched fake ones, and they're no different. That I well, like. Don't her expose World her Series either. What are you doing? You're exposing her. Well, that's illegal. That's illegal. Pause. Um, <laughs> right. Nice callback. Um, yeah, you're right. Because I have the Goddard one. I put it on Thursday to see if I could watch the game, and it, it felt so uncomfortable. I felt like they're, they're a little, they're a little heavy too. They're heavy. Big. They're 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 light, but they're heavy. I don't know how to explain that. 
It's like, weird. They're, they're light, light material, but you put it on, it feels like you're wearing a quilt. Right. And for me, the arm, like if raising my arms, I felt restricted. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. tight around <laughs> the armpit. I'm yeah. like, what is going on here? This fits. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It, it's and they run big. I wear I wear a medium T-shirt and I wear a, a small jersey. And even the small jerseys I have are pretty big. And it, even if you buy them through Fanatics and stuff, the only jerseys I think that are close to being true to size I think are basketball ones. But you have a little bit more mobility with your arms anyway because there's no sleeves. Yeah. The baseball ones I can tell the difference because if I wear a uh, a medium T-shirt beneath it. And then a small jersey, it's about the same. But if I wear a medium T-shirt and a small jersey, basketball, it's a little bit tight. Yeah, it runs a little tight. Football side. ones, you have more space to work with. Like, all my jerseys are, meet, are smalls. And even the one I got her that's in a, like a youth extra large, almost the same size. As, like, I could probably fit into it. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. This, yeah, this quality sucks. I might just return uh, the Goddard and the Hertz. I'm waiting for the Kelsey to come in, and if that sucks, I'm returning all three of them. I'm not buying really? that. Yeah, so. get your money back. Fuck this. This is just... I, I'm having trouble deciding what uh, what China jersey I want to get. Because uh, I got I want to get a Kelly Green. Kelsey. I have currently, yeah, see, I thought about that. I have a Kelsey with the Super Bowl patch, but it's a Super Bowl they lost. So I have a Kelsey, a Graham, and a, um, and a Jalen Hurts with the patch on it. I think I have... So I have a Deshaun Jackson, Travis Fulgham, don't ask. Jordan Howard, also don't ask. I've he who shall not be named the former quarterback. Um and then I have an Alshon and a Fletcher Cox. And there's somebody else in there too. I think I have Foles. How do you not have Foles? No, I might maybe I do have Foles. There's some there's somebody else. I forget who it is that I, oh Darius Slay. I have a Darius Slater. Ooh. Very nice. I'm thinking Kelly Green. It could be one of those things where if a guy's only here until the end of the first year of the Kelly Green, you can still get away with wearing it. So if you get a Fletcher Cox, like he's kind of a legend anyhow. I think the Kelly Green, I'm not going to get the real one of him. I, I will get a real one at some point with the Fanatics money I have, and I'm going to wait. So I think they're sending out all the rejects to people with the points bet promo. Right. Um, I think fake ones I'm going to get at the Andre Swift, because I love the way the zero looks. He's a Philly guy. I don't mind that. And if, I would rather go with the black DeAndre Swift jersey, because I think they look cooler. But I don't know if they're wearing them anymore. It would be kind of weird to get a jersey of a guy that he'll never wear. Yeah. Like, until the Phillies brought back the red jerseys a few years ago, anybody that had a red Harper jersey, he never actually wore it. So mm. it would be like getting, like, a powder blue Ryan Howard. Yeah, I was just going to ask you something about that. Like, I went to the preseason game this year for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I was there with a few of my work buddies because we had free tickets for work. And we happened to see a bunch of Kelly Green jerseys, which are awesome, right? Yeah. But then we see, like, uh, Dawkins. Oh, uh, yeah. And somebody else. So, to be fair, Dawkins did wear the Kelly Green he did. once. He did. Because they wore them very briefly in, like, 2010 or whatever it was. But, like, but we were seeing them, and we saw a Wentz one. Or not Wentz. Yeah. It was somebody. And we're like, he didn't – I would not spend money on buying a Kelly Green jersey on a player who never wore yeah. the jersey. It doesn't make sense at yeah, all. Granted, granted, I do have a uh, – I have a, a Toronto buddy. Raptors. You know the Raptor jersey with the the, da- the dinosaur dribbling the basketball? Oh, the classic purple one? Yeah, I have a Kawhi Leonard of that, and he he never wore it. And I do have a really? black. A- yeah, I have an Iverson-era Sixers jersey of uh, Embiid. That's gross. Which is one of my favorite jerseys because I think it's cool, but it's cursed. Because I wore it twice, and they, they lost game seven against the Hawks. Burn I it. it. And 
And then they lost the opener against Brooklyn the next year when I wore it after <laughs> leading the entire game. <laughs> I think I actually do have to burn it. No, actually, no. Yeah, Save it for the good times. Like, look, this is cursed. Like, fair. put it in a glass. Well, so, like, weirdly enough. Breaking case of emergency. We're, we're getting we're, – we're off-roading at this point. Uh, right. Phillies are still winning. Uh, Goldschmidt double. Uh, we're off-roading at this point. We're almost – we're going to end up in the water soon. I have my – if the Sixers, God willing, win a championship in my lifetime, I have the jersey picked out for it. I have not worn it probably ever, maybe as a kid. It's a black Keith Van Horn Sixers jersey, <laughs> and I will be wearing it to the parade whenever that, whenever that happens. And I have friends that I've told this before. Because when I was moving, I was packing all my stuff. I was like, Jesus Christ, I have a Keith Van Horn jersey. Keith Van Horn. I'm not wearing this until they win the championship. Sad. Sad. But yeah, but yeah, there's something to be said about, like, like uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, we got, like, an Alshon Jeffrey jersey a couple years ago, and it was Kelly Green. A little odd. Or, like, if you got, like, a Miles Sanders jersey, Kelly Green. He's not even on the team. <laughs> yeah, like, wasn't it wasn't on the team when they wore it last and isn't going to wear it now. Now, I was at the game Monday. I was, or I'm sorry, Thursday. I was fortunate enough to be there. I have a take on these Kelly Green jerseys. Go for it. They haven't, they haven't like unveiled them yet, but some people managed to buy them somehow. The white version of the Kelly Green jersey is way nicer than the Kelly Green, like the, I guess oh, yes. the road version of it. Those ones are very nice. Very clean. It's white with a, the, the green number with a black outline. I like that better than the Kelly Green jersey itself. So if they ever brought those back, I'd be all in. I, I don't understand what they do these promotions to get this jersey, and you have yeah. two, three games of it, maybe four, like yes, a quarter. But that's what makes people like it more. Like, come on. Well, yeah, like the black jerseys it. probably outsold. Yeah, the, the black jerseys sold a ton, and they were they wore them twice at home. I bought. I have one. And weirdly enough, they wore it on the road last year for the first time on Christmas Eve. I, I don't get it. Yeah. It's yeah, like one of your pet peeves with the uh, basketball games, the white jersey on the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Nails on a chalkboard. Basketball, <laughs> the thing with basketball, at least, is you have four jerseys, usually sometimes five. If you get the um, – there's another one, that I think the earned one or whatever. Mm-hmm. At least they kind of cycle through them pretty well. Like the Sixers in 82 games, 41 home games will wear the, the city edition maybe 10 times. Yeah. They'll wear the red like about 10 times, and then they'll wear the blue like 20 like it's a decent rotating number of times that they use each jersey. Whereas baseball, same thing. Like the um, I know we're getting way off track. The, the Phillies, <laughs> like the pinstripes are almost all the time. Then they wear the the Reds on Getaway Day. The wear grays. The, the blues on um, on Thursdays, and then they wear the creams for day games. Like you see enough of the jerseys to to really get an idea of what they look like. These Kelly Greens, we're gonna get two games at home this year in the Kelly Greens. At the Dolphins game, and I think Buffalo. Uh, is that what it is, Buffalo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get two games of watching the Kelly Green. They're both primetime, right? Or one's primetime, one's four. Buffalo's primetime. Buffalo's on Monday night, right? Uh, yeah, 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 Monday night. I think the I think the Dolphin game's a four twenty-five, so it's kind of still prime looks time. like primetime. It'll be, it'll be dark out by the time the game starts, probably. And also, yeah, all the right. slate of games are out of the way. Yeah, I hope they still wear the black one once, because you get three alternate uniform games. I don't know, man. I think it's then I again. Too. I think they'll alternate every two years, maybe. Because if you I, see I the Kelly know. Green I, a lot, then it just gets played out. Yeah, because I don't like the Kelly Green. And my mom hates it, too. She makes the point, like, they sucked when they wore it. And I kind of agree. Like, why are you bringing back a jersey from when they sucked in it? But at least now, like, it's kind of modernized with the black logo. Or, I'm sorry, with the black outline. Mm-hmm. It looks cleaner with the Nike version of it. They should do 
if you're gonna do do a road set, take them on the road. Put a white the white version of I mean, it. The white one, or even just wear that on like a Monday night. Like the Jets, they wore those Clean. white jerseys at home. Those were absolutely stunning. Clean, Clean. and they have Clean. one of each, so they can, I guess, wear four uniforms. Because they have uh, their regular green, their away green, and they have the white and the uh, the green of the throwbacks. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Giants have four also. Because they have that white. Their white color rush is, I think, one of the nicer jerseys in the yeah. NFL. And it, I like when it says Giants across the helmet instead of the NY logo. Yeah, that's and more. They have a blue one to a with a line under it. And I think the Broncos have four also. I like, know. Yeah, we're getting way off track. But right. that jersey conversation, I could do a whole three-hour pod on jerseys. <laughs> oh. But, uh, I guess we'll start going back. Fuck Michael Rubin. I don't care that you're going on Shark yeah. Tank selling fucking snake oil. You're a douche. And your little white freaking t-shirt. <laughs> I know uh, where you're going with that. <laughs> parties and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you little white parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pause was was loud. <laughs> Just say Josh Harris is probably the one having the whites only parties. <laughs> In other news. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of that freaking prick. How tone deaf have, do you have to be? Your owner, part owner, whatever, of the Sixers. You go ahead and then buy a in-division rivalry of oh, a football God. team in called the Commanders. Then on the home opener, you invite <laughs> Joel Embiid, the star yeah. player of the Sixers, to a Washington Commanders game. Where are we? What are we be, doing? I know we outwardly dislike him, but he, uh, th- I'm not going to rule out the possibility that he might actually just be a nice guy to the players. Sure, but I would imagine he's like nice per- to them. And perception that's weird that Embiid, especially. Well, I guess Embiid couldn't be at the Sixers. I'm sorry, the Eagles home opener because it wasn't or season opener because it wasn't here. He, for what it's worth, wasn't there t- uh, Thursday. The only Sixers there were uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey was there, at least that they showed. Ooh, that's cool. And, uh, and Paul Reed was there too. Paul Reed got a big ovation. <laughs> Dude, Paul Reed got almost as big of, of an ovation as Kevin Hart did, which was pretty fun. <laughs> uh, My coworker met Kevin Hart. He was so he's like really? three weeks into the job, and he's like, "I met Kevin Hart." I was like, "Dude, awesome!" I still haven't met him. I've been there for four years. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of the <laughs> celebrities. We're both taller than, <laughs> right? And probably both funnier than. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> nice jab. I don't even know where we are. Uh, th- last uh, Suarez thing. and Michaelis tonight. Uh, Taiwan Walker <laughs> against Dakota Hudson tomorrow. Dakota Hudson, by the way, was on my fantasy team early in the season, and he's not anymore. And my fantasy team sucks, so that says a lot about him. <sighs> Yikes! I they gonna... have to bury this team. They got to bury this team bad. They got to. They got to sweep their cards. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last thing to go back, I thought yeah. when you said he got a bigger pop, I thought you were going to say as big of a pop as The Rock did on Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> that would have been electrifying. <laughs> yeah, if Kevin Hart is LA Knight, then uh, if Kevin Hart is the I'm sorry, if uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart's LA Knight, then that means Tyrese Maxey and Paul Reed are The Rock. <laughs> Combined, right? <laughs> yeah. The Rock, by the way, was I told you off air, he was great on College Game Day this morning. Yeah, I got to see it. He, he's so charismatic. Like He just knows... He always knows where the camera is. He always knows how to get the crowd going. And good lord, is he jacked out of his mind? Right. Oh, he, he took his. He took his. Yeah. Okay. He took his. It's all that Zoa. He took his jacket <laughs> off and he had a Colorado jersey beneath it. And Lee Corso was like touching it. And Desmond Howard goes. So you're not wearing uh, shoulder pads underneath there because it looked like he was wearing the freaking <laughs> pads. He's too jacked out of his mind. Right. All right. To get back on track. Yes. Two out of three. For the Phillies, I 
Uh, three Month. out of three, and I'm happy. Two out of three, and I'm satisfied. Three, and I'm happy. Okay. And then you got the Braves. If you, if you blow this and then lose tomorrow, I'm going to be pissed because you're, you're getting swept by the Braves in Atlanta. Well, it depends. If Wheeler, pitches in that, if Wheeler pitches in that series, you're winning the Wheeler game. Uh, maybe the Sanchez game, you're losing. But well, it's going to be Wheeler pitches. versus Strider this time, though. No? Is it Wheeler and Strider? Is it again? Wasn't it just them? Nah. They were off by a day. Or it was Sanchez and Strider, I believe, right? Yeah. And Sanchez yeah, held his own. Freed. Yeah, Sanchez has been really good. There's rumors, 10Ks? actually, that... Yeah, there's yeah he was very good. There's rumors, actually, that... Uh, so they're going to go from a six-man to a five-man rotation. It Ooh. sounds like Lorenzen is actually the guy getting demoted to the bullpen and not... I thought it might be Sanchez just because Tom, Thompson tends to like his veterans more. I think Lorenzen, one, he'll be in the bullpen of the playoffs, probably. So it makes sense to have him out there now. Two, yeah. Sanchez was really freaking good the last three starts. And three, I mean, Lorenzen has bullpen experience as well. So that's another thing to look at there. And let's but not yeah, they, let's not gloss over yeah. it. Lorenzen's been struggling since the, the no-hitter. He's been awful. Yeah, yeah. He's been terrible. And Sanchez he's, has not, been not progressively struggling. getting better. Sanchez had the one bad start. I forget who it was against, but it was like his fourth start into the... He was like... He was like oh and three with like a two five yard, <laughs> and then he got pulled the the game I was at in Pittsburgh. He got pulled against um, the Marlins last Friday, and he keeps getting pulled early. But they leave him there to die against the Braves on <laughs> right. uh, Wednesday. You texted me ten strikeouts. He was great. I thought that was a really good um, like stress test for him. That might maybe that's part of the reason they're going with the decision to move Lorenz into the bullpen is because they kind of threw Sanchez into the fire a little bit and said, yeah. "Art, right, you figure it out," and he was good. Yeah, he did. Get he gave up a home games. run early. Oh, I think all four of his runs were early too, right? Yeah, and like I said in the last podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, with Sanchez, he's been good, but the problem is the run support, and that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Run support, it gets, and you were you were half on because you were correct previously that he would get pulled early. <laughs> they left him in there and pitched into the eighth inning. Right. That was at like 97 pitches, and he got a one pitch out, and they pulled him. I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> right. Leave him in. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I understood the, it because of the analytics saying yeah. that you got to need this. I understood what? it because it was it was Olsen to lead the inning off, and they had a righty after him or the righty in the bullpen. So let him. It was a one pitch out. I maybe would have thrown him a bone and see if he finished the inning. Get through eight innings. It's pretty impressive, right? Uh, Especially I mean, for a guy who really struggled last year in the majors. He was really good this year, and he's he's almost like in that Ranger category of like a young guy that comes up mid season and is just like really good. Hmm. You almost kind of have to give him a spot in the rotation next year if he pitches this well down the stretch, right? I mean, I don't know his contract situation, but. Yeah, young guys, plenty of tongue, um, club control. So that's true. I'm sure they'll have him for a while. But you got Abel still in the wings. You got uh, Griff McGarry looking good too. There's some arms coming up, but then you don't know if yeah. they're going to package Otani. That yeah. that okay. quote still rings in my head. Lives rent free. He'll be ready <laughs> to bat or ready to go when the bells ring or whatever it was. I'm like, yeah, it's. A- Hmm. I don't know if you saw, but they're con- they're constructing a Liberty Bell at uh, Yankee Stadium. No fucking shot. And- <laughs> <laughs> no shot. And they're changing the name of uh, of Oracle Park back to Pacific Bell Park to try to get. They're just everybody's trying to fit the uh, the Otani the lingo discourse, whatever. <laughs> That's wild. Speaking yeah. of Otani, yeah. Uh, today Saturday, the- we call that a segue in the business, folks. <laughs> right, professionals here on the PA Turnpike. <laughs> Place on the aisle. We went from Friday Lucy Goosey to Saturday afternoon Lucy Goosey. This is uh right. I remember those Lucy Gooseys. And of course, as I say, professionals, I say IL. I mean the IR. He was placed on the IR officially today, uh, Saturday. He will miss the remainder of the season. Um, 
they shut down. Dude, did you see the news that broke out this morning? About his locker? Locker room cleared out. Details yeah, I later. Woke up, <laughs> I, like, I woke up happened? at like 7.30. I saw the news. I was like, what, the, what happened? I went back to sleep. I was like, I'll wake up and I'll get more clarity. Nope, no clarity. Right. 10.30 in the morning, still nothing. <laughs> I don't know if it was you or your wife, but in the group chat, they sent it. <laughs> and I was like, he's good as gone. Yeah. And then I found out, oh, no, he's, they just shut him down. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. yeah I, was so, I, thought, I was like, maybe he's upset because of um, – Remember that it was a month or so ago that the report came out from his camp, or no? Actually, I'm sorry. The Angels reported that they wanted him to get an MRI, but his camp didn't want him to get one or something like that. Yeah. I thought maybe this that was something maybe came to a head uh, as a result of that. Right. But I, legit, I woke up at 7:30. My phone was right next to me. I usually plug it in and have it on the other side of the room, but when I don't have an alarm, I just sleep next to my phone. It's like when I wake up, I want my alarm to make me get out of bed. Yes. So when I didn't have my alarm, I was, I would turn over and like, oh, Tony, what the heck? Oh, whatever. Put it away. Cuddle with the dogs. Wake up three hours later. Still no details. Oh, dude, I was freaking out. I was like, what? What's like, the where ball? He go- where's he going? Yeah, where's he going? Did he just go back to Japan? He's like, Fly Fuck back this. to Tokyo. Yeah, this place sucks. Fuck that. <laughs> <I> like bone? <laughs> this <laughs> is why I signed with the Angels. It's it's closer to Japan. Um, Yeah, I I do think he's gone, though. If uh, I'm, I'm sure people are... I don't know how many people are still wondering that. I think it, it's... Almost cemented now that he's leaving the Angels. Yeah. Where he goes, we'll see. I mean, That's they shut him down. He... They shut him yeah. down for the season. But, which um, is weird, because even you mentioned last episode, he, he hasn't played in like two weeks. Right. Well, he's been trying been using... to, but they keep... Oh, really? Yeah. He, well, in trying to, as in like, he's just trying to, like, the physical therapy yeah. or whatever, and he's, it's, not, it's a no-go. I mean, the Angels are calling it an oblique injury, but here on the PA turn for it. <laughs> We're calling it a, a phantom a yeah, phantom. this is called the fan, the Phantom IL, right. which is where Josh Donaldson landed earlier in the season. That's when a guy sucks, or your team's so bad you don't want the good players playing, and you kind of sit a guy out because he's got you know a calf strain or whatever. Right. Um, I think this is the Phantom IL where there maybe there is a little bit of something going on there, but I think they realize they're winning too many games with him. Maybe by sitting him, they have a better chance. The statistics won't be as you know eye popping. Maybe they can get sign him a little bit of a discount. I don't know, uh, but until there's you know news about you know his oblique getting worked on i i'm just not buying this it might just be inflammation or something right and the whole trout news is coming up again that yeah if he wants to be traded and he has a green light and this is also a day or two after the anthony rendon news Dude. about um it, they, they need like six opinions to find out he had like a fracture in his leg or something angels are just malpractice baseball should just take they, over yeah this is this is getting really bad for the angels and it's upsetting because that's what i i think i even mentioned this prior on the podcast when i was in that that was a great atmosphere in the stadium there Mm -hmm. those fans care and granted a lot of them are like you know there to see otani but they had a really good fan base when i was there the stadium was packed it was a beautiful stadium team was like on paper decent a lot of the like they do a good job there and and they are in the shadow of the of the dodgers and also the lakers and the clippers and all these other teams I, it does suck that a team like that who had these two generational stars could never just figure it out. Can get they're, to the playoffs. I believe they're, what are they, 70 and 80 right now, or 68 and 80? They're like 12 games under 500. They were buyers at the deadline and then lost like two straight weeks without a yeah, win. 68 and 80. Like, And then they shut everyone down, and like we mentioned, everyone on waivers, the injuries happened. Just wanted to point out that I took them as an under 
in the uh, the preseason predictions. <laughs> until until proven otherwise, you're still golden, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's the lock of the year. They need uh, they need two more losses to clinch that for me. I'm I'm gonna see if there's any uh, future bets for baseball. I'll lock them in right now for the under. There's no shot. Trout and Otani oh. going. Unless you get a nice haul yeah. for Trout, you ain't going nowhere, buddy. Yeah, I think that that's the last. I, I don't know. I get it from a business standpoint. I understand it. Ownership not wanting to get rid of a guy, but not trading Otani at the deadline was malpractice. I, there's no way they could really look in the mirror and go, "Yeah, this is a contender." With Reed Detmers as my number two pitcher, and Patrick Sandoval, and my closer is Carlos Estevez, who can't get a save in a one-run lead situation. He's, oh, he can only come in with three runs as a lead. Terrible. To be Just fair. Just a total miscalculation on behalf of the uh, of the Angels out there. And Artie Moreno should be ashamed of himself. Honestly. But to be fair, they had, they were probably in a winning a winning record, probably like an arm length away from the wild card spot. Yeah, I think they maybe. were like maybe four back. Something like that. And then obviously Otani's the free agent, so you gotta show that hey, we're in it. We're here yeah. to win and compete. So let's become buyers. You lost two fourteen games in a row or something like that. Something absurd. Yeah, it was a it, really ugly streak. And, and uh, I don't I don't think they've won a series in about a month either. They had exciting games. So it, I think we walked in shame. on one of them with the, the Astros game that went into extras. It's like home run the lores. Right. I think, I think right. Tucker misplaced the ball in the right field, and the Angels ended up winning the game. Something oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I think Renhifo walked it up. I was at the game. They had a friggin' 5-1 lead. Otani had a grand slam. And lost. Turn, turn a triple play. They end up losing like 10-6. It's just they find ways to lose. They're they're inventing ways to lose. Right. They're, they're a lot like, I don't know if this is a direct comparison because of the past, although they probably haven't been in the playoffs in about as long, but they almost remind me of the Jets. They're just cursed. <laughs> Talented players just can't figure it out. Right. So uh, do you think that he still has a chance to be MVP uh, in yeah. spite of the fact that this happened? I don't even know who else would be in contention for that. Otani was the favorite at the time of his injury. Yeah. And uh, if not for Judge getting injured, he would also be in there too. Um, Altuve missed some time. He had a home. Uh, he had a on the other day. Yeah, Altuve's been killing it lately. I mean, let's see. If, I don't even know if they're going to have uh, futures here anywhere. Player awards. Let's see who the favorite is for MVP. MVP is still Otani minus eight thousand. Corey Seager second. Jesus, plus fifteen hundred. Running away and with Jay it. J Rod is plus five hundred. Yeah, I mean it's po- Seager 5, is 000, one of the better 500. seasons. Yeah, uh, Corey Seager's having the best season by an AL shortstop since A Rod when he was with Seattle. So, I think there's a chance Seager maybe steals some votes from Otani. It might it might still be Otani, and J Rod's been absolutely on fire the last six weeks. But uh, Otani will still probably win it in my opinion. What do you think? I think Otani will still win it. But this news came out today on a Saturday. I'm not sure if this is like truly up to date. We'll wait Monday to see if it changes. Because of course, Seager is the next closest by a lot. Seager's, he's also having a phenomenal... If you take a look at his numbers, they're high popping. He's having a great year. What's more interesting is on the NL side, and we'll move on, we promise. Yeah. Acuna yeah, I'm surprised at the odds there. is minus 850, and then Mookie Best is plus 500. Everybody else is... No shot. And Olsen is I the would, home run king yeah. this year. Olsen no might lead the majors in homers and RBIs and not be a finalist for MVP. Because uh, <laughs> Freeman could also sneak in there. I think Mookie has a case. I mean, people are going to love... If Acuna goes 40 homers, 70 steals, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But Mookie bats the totality of the player, defensively base running, offense, hitting for power and average. 
Uh, Mookie Betts, you could argue, is having a better season than than Acuna. Yeah. Acuna has the better the superstar statistics, but uh, Betts was the first guy uh, from either league to get to eight WAR, which is pretty impressive. That's an MVP season, and he has a chance to maybe to get to eight and a half nine, depending on that. Well, it depends on where you're, what you're out like where you're getting it from, but because fan graphs and baseball reference have different WAR metrics and calculations, but uh, there's a good chance Betts doesn't win MVP, but finishes with a better season than Acuna. Yeah, I wouldn't put I put money on that though. I think Acuna yeah. will still edge out the way the Braves are just rolling through teams yeah. now. Yeah, um, I have a question for a future episode that kind of ties into this that I think could be a very interesting debate. Um, I'll write it down and uh, we can maybe do it on one of the episodes where there's not as much going on. Gotcha. All right. Uh, where do you want to go next? Want to go into Thursday night review, or do you want to go into the top five? Yeah, let's sneak this in here. Quick top five. Quick top five. Uh, this is your idea, so I'll let you take it away. All right. Not of all the wrestling that we've been talking off air lately. And, of course, the, the megastar of pop of L.A. Knight for WWE. I thought, all right, let's just do a quick top five of favorite wrestlers to watch. Not necessarily their in-ring performance, but, like, you have to tune in or you've got to see what they're doing on TikTok or Twitter, any news that's breaking. And oh. I compiled a list here. So and, this is um, obviously I don't follow the current products as much. Sure, but I do I do see the clips and stuff, and I, I've tried to watch some of the some of the pay per views and stuff mm-hmm. to get ready for WrestleMania in Philly. Um, I'm also going to be selling a lung in order to afford tickets to that, but uh, different story for a different day. So I'm going to go. Jesus. My list will be a little bit different. You're probably going to have a better handle on this than I will. Nah, unless you're I'm pandering at that last one. Unless you're pandering. <laughs> that last one we'll mention I'm going ki- I'm going kind of off of reputation here. <laughs> I think you know everyone go, on this I, list. I don't know who Ricky Sharks is. That meant to say Starks one. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I don't know who I still don't know who it is. <laughs> but he was the guy that was going against Brian Danielson. I think you saw you sent me a clip of it. Did I? Yeah. Like Danielson, okay. he was like it was a bloody mess. AEW. That was his opponent right. anyway. Yeah, AEW CW. Ricky Starks is basically being groomed as like the rock in his prime with the the mic skills, flashy outfits. It's like that kind. Meanwhile, for LA Knight's far and away better than him at everything. Oh, yes, for sure. All right. Do you want... Should we share that? I'll share it. Uh, the list... I'll, I'll share the list. I think you know everybody yeah, except yeah, we're, we're, I'm, I'm just picking guys that are on the list here. All right. We In no particular order, we have uh, MJF... From AEW, LA Knight, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson. We can scratch Ricky Starks. Ricky Shards. Right. That's who. Cody Rhodes, Dom Mysterio's on this list. Adam Cole, Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen, Randy Orton, not Orion. <laughs> <laughs> John Moxley, Christian, and uh, late edition, friend of the show, Wheeler Yuta. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but John Moxley started bleeding while he read his name. Um, <laughs> there we go. I'm kind of, I'm still kind of tapped into the current product. Yes, you I follow are. AEW on Twitter, and I, I play baseball with an AEW guy. Yes, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, I think you should probably do yours after. We usually do. I let you go first, and I read my guys after. I think we should alternate, but I'll go first because you you have a better handle on this. So I'm probably going to not know who one of these guys is. And then all of a sudden, he's your top. All right. So I just go from the naked eye here. 
Uh, five Tom Mysterio because everybody hates him. That's my number five yeah. as well. I've asked you off air about how much people hate him because of his hair. Um, <laughs> I I want to <laughs> kill him when I when I see him walk out there with their haircut. So he's doing a good job. Tom Mysterio is doing it doing it well. He's... I can't believe he was he was the guy in that briefcase all those years ago <laughs> in that cage. Where the f was Vicky? <laughs> my favorite botch of all time. Dude, I, from that little like Eminem looking guy <laughs> to what he is now, it's just a one eighty. You could tell me that that little kid grew up to be um, Sting's little buddy in AEW. What's that kid's name? Oh, Darby Allen. Uh, yeah, you could tell me that's him, and I would believe you. Right. This look. This I, whatever. It's Eddie's kid. Um, <laughs> Eddie's kid. He's one of the top or, heels on that. That Eddie line. He's, he's the top heel. That Eddie line was awesome. Like, I think Father's Day. I think Day. people hate people <laughs> hate his character more than they hate Roman Reigns at this point. Right. Roman, we're just tired of. Uh, four for me, just because I like him a lot. Seth Rollins, I think he's fun. Yeah, Seth Rollins is pretty good. I have Moxley at uh, four. Cousin of Jimmy Rollins, by the way. Ooh. Oh, oh, isn't Seth Rollins actually literally related to a Phillies employee? I did not know that. I I, I remember reading. So I mean, I'll I'll fact check that and probably not follow up next episode. But I'll I'll fact check that. <laughs> I'm yeah. almost positive he's related to somebody that works for the Phillies. You have Moxley four? Yeah, I have Moxley four. He, he just uh, he just bladed while you said that. Actually, <laughs> that's why I have him at four. I can't have a bloody mess out here. Did you see the CM Punk video by the way? Which one? Uh, him blading. No. I thought they just sliced. He's like stabbing himself in the head. I'll send it to you. Oh God. Um, number three because I I didn't realize this guy was still around and I loved him growing up. Uh, Samoa Joe. That's a in good particular, one. In particular, when guys try to jump at him and he just walks away. That's I guess the great. funniest thing in the world. It's, he's <laughs> he, consistent a, from TNA and everything. A, there's a video on Twitter I saw. He did it, I guess, recently, and the official started yelling at him because the guy jumped through a table. <laughs> <laughs> he's good on the mic, too. Yeah, he, he used to suck on the mic. They wouldn't let him talk in TNA for the first year. Oh, and then he dear. started cutting promos. And uh, Ring of Honor Samojo was elite. I've ever seen his, his heard, old stuff with like Colt Cabana and stuff. It's all good stuff. That's like the prime one I used to watch. I'll send you a, a video. I don't know if you've seen it, but he did a promo. I guess a shoot style promo in WWE. It was like a battle royal for like the belt. Lesnar was in the ring. Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, and somebody else. Randy Orton. And, and he yeah, and he eviscerated everyone. And then he went after Jeff Hardy. He was like, "Hey, this is." You should treat like an AA meeting and shut the fuck up, basically. I was like, oh, my God. He, he, I think he cut a real shoot one in TNA at one point. Everybody was cutting shoot promos back then. Um, who's your number three? My number three is one LA Knight. Uh, he is. Uh, I'm way off then. No, for me, this is my list. This is my list. Fair. There's no wrong list here. There's no wrong list yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a silly catchphrase to get over with. Dude, if you look. At his entrance from a year ago, no reaction, mainly boost because he was kind of a heel then, or probably was yeah. a heel then, but no one knew who he was. He was big on TNA, I think, before he signed with WWE if recently. He, I think he was an independent guy. Uh, Hogan would call him a vanilla midget, I think. Probably. He was so boring back then. Um, and to see his, you know, 180 change of just natural over with the crowd and just keeping this state the same stick just nothing else it's just beautiful to see at every age of what 40 in his early 40s mid 40s great to see when did the switch flip 
I don't know, but I think TikTok I feel like has recently, it. He, all of a sudden, he just like started becoming a megastar. And I'm like, I love this guy. Where's he been all this time? I think if I can go back to the interviews he had with this guy Chris Van Vliet, he mentioned it. He's like, he came out and he heard a pop. Like, that's different. <laughs> and then he started talking. It's like, all right. In the moment, it's pretty cool. I guess it's surreal that you're Trey doing your Turner promo. He came out and started getting cheered. He was like, wow, exactly. <laughs> that's cool. Now I'm going to get better. <laughs> and now to a point where he doesn't even say it he just says his line and then the he's crowd so just does it for him <laughs> he's amazing did you see i'm sure you did. did you see his um his promo after bray passed away oh yes oh god it was part he stayed in character but also like paid tribute a little bit yeah it, it was cool he's great like, i like run. him a lot he, he i can't figure out who he looks like though he looks like somebody i'm familiar with i can't figure out who he kind of looks like seamus a little bit but not all like just tan um, i don't see that looks, but he looks like someone else. I forget who the heck it is. I can see it in my head. I don't know who the name is. Maven. The, yes, man. He actually <laughs> did a, a YouTube video recently. It was pretty interesting about uh, how wrestlers get paid. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you might enjoy it. It was about a, I, it was like an eight-minute TikTok, but it's probably like a 20-minute YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you if I can find it. Gotcha. Uh, number two for me, probably your number one, I've, uh, the MJF guy. Yes. <laughs> I like him because he stays in character all the time. All the time. Then he tweeted his mom. <laughs> Shut up, mom. <laughs> she said something. Yeah, shut up, mom. <laughs> he's, he's great. great. He's great. He's just, yeah. I think he is the poster boy of what a heel's supposed to be. Like an old school I, throwback yeah. to heels. Keep the business alive. Don't show a lot. Like his song, you can't even like like listen to it. Like you can't download he, um, it. You have to illegally he, download it onto your phone. Oh, really? He yeah. um. He, to me, for AEW, was what AJ Styles was for TNA for a long time. He's like the little really? virgin boy that never went to WWE. And like it's, when they lose him, that's going to be like the heart and soul leaves the company. Because he's like the one star they built up. I know he was, it seems like he was big on the indies, but he became like what he is there. Yeah. I thought I was going to hate him when I first watched him. I was like, this guy's a freaking prick. And I, I love him. Oh, dude, he's... He's and a point of viewing. I, I, I had the TV on the other night. Yeah. Um... And he was on it, and he was talking to somebody. It might have been even Samoa Joe. He was talking to somebody. It was like a 10-minute thing. And I was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not even bored. This well, is great. Interesting enough, he has a promo now. He's a feud, current building right now with Samoa Joe. That's what it was then. I was watching whatever show it was it was on. Dynamite. I was trying to scout my my new backup catcher, um, and <laughs> who apparently is like working with main eventers. Um, I was watching it, trying to – and I was like, this – it's been 10 minutes. I'm like, on my I wasn't like watching, watching. It was just on my phone. I had it on. I was like, oh, still no match. But well, these guys are good. Right. And... <laughs> he's great, man. And yeah, he's fun. I like, they're doing long term story booking now with Samoa. I don't know if you've seen the video, but Dude, he's, su- he's such a good storyteller, too. When Samoa yeah, Joe just... was in NXT or WWE NXT and he was a champ, he did that Bill Goldberg style entrance where he had security guards. That. He gets out of the locker. Well, MJF is one of the security guards. MJF goes in front of him, and then Samojo just pushes him to the side. Well, they reenacted one of the previous like pay per views. Yeah. MJF going up the ramp. Samojo comes out and he pushes him and he gives a smirk. I think you sent me that. I thought that was funny. Send out. Now uh, they're just, just playing to, that off. I feel like I can get sidetracked with any subject. The <laughs> the Goldberg thing was hilarious because it was either it had to be a WWE because it was better production value. There was one of those where he was coming out of the back, like coming out of the room. And it was never actually a locker room. The one time he came out, it might have been Royal Rumble 04. He came out of the room, and you can literally see like a mop bucket on the, <laughs> on the screen in the room. They would just put the Goldberg sign on the door. 
It'd always be like, knock, knock, knock over. He punches the door, opens it up, and there's like a mop bucket and like <laughs> some stuff there on the side. You would think if you have your own special locker, it's like a suite. No. <laughs> no, he just he just likes cleaning things, I guess. Right. He wants it to be very disinfected. If He's very ever... ahead of everything with COVID coming around. He's <laughs> right. protecting against swine flu back then. If you ever thought what Goldberg does until, you know, they knock on his door, he's probably just mopping away. <laughs> mopping to the rhythm of his song. Right. Uh, my number two would, yep. would be Seth Rollins. I okay. think he just has it. I don't watch enough WWE to know. He just has it. He's he, the hardest of that to, company. He's my pick to dethrone Roman Reigns, though. Oh, 100%. I would like I, him to it, do it. Poor I know Cody. a couple of names. Yeah, we, we could... Probably do another episode on this, and we probably will. We've been talking about this for two years. There's only only three guys. Oh, Schwarber. Schwarbaum? Schwarber's going to dethrone Roman. Yeah, Schwarbaum. 5 1. Go. Um, So the three guys that they're talking about are Gunther. Gunther. I think Seth should do it, and people want Cody to do it. Cody's not interesting enough to do it for me. He's not over yet. What's he going to do with the belt? Just have it? Like, at least Seth will make it a fun thing. Right. And Gunther seems interesting, but he's still a bad guy, right? Yeah. But he's never gotten that main event push. And I mean, I, t- I tell you who can get that belt off him and free him up to go get number a big one? belt. L.A. you number one? Yeah. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I botched that. <laughs> and you hit and you hit it up. You hit it on the head. Uh, MJF is my number one. We should have a... Uh, <laughs> we should have a right. MJF... Not MJF. Uh, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Soundboard. Yeah, I thought about the same thing. So that's why I went with the ping. Yeah, I think that they should just have L.A. take the... Because the Intercontinental belt's over more over than fucking Roman's belt at this point. Oh, yeah. Because Roman just doesn't lose it. They should have L.A. be the one that dethrones him, and then they, like, shake hands or whatever, and then the, the angry-looking guy becomes a good guy, and he goes and wins a Royal Rumble and then beats Roman at Mania. I'm not mistaken. The only thing is then, then they got nothing to do after that because he's just a guy with a belt. Yeah. They but they're trying to get up. Roman to break uh, Hogan's record, right? Probably. They want him to be over, I think it's 1,400 days, which would put, take him past Mania 40. Well, here's the thing. Roman hasn't... I haven't watched the product. He hasn't been on TV in forever, right? He hasn't been on TV in forever. And what I just saw on Twitter this morning... Mm-hmm. I think you're going to... Yeah. November... Like, the November 14th Saudi show is the first time he'll be back on TV. And he's he's not on the poster for um for Survivor Series he's when not. I saw it, too. He's not on Survivor Series, which is their Maybe bigger... on CM Punk. It is in Chicago. CM Punk? But yeah, Roman at this point, and if Rock beats Roman, I think everybody will stop watching. Yeah, because now what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, because I mean, that's the only it's the only logical way maybe to end the bloodline thing, to have like the, the actual head of the table. Yeah. I mean, but he's also like literally like Roman's like, whatever, who cares? Right. All right. Uh, moving on. Oh, who's your number one? Oh, MJF. MJF. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, for good reason. Right. I, um, uh, a program between him and LA would do millions. Um, so Thursday night football, we'll get uh, through the football here. Uh, Thursday night, Eagles beat the Vikings 34-28. Vikings covered the plus six and a half, plus seven, depending where you looked. Uh, Eagles offense looked stagnant, in my opinion. Defense was not very good at all. They just got bailed out by the four turnovers. Um, a couple of good turnovers, though. The one was on a punt, um, good punt covered. I think who, I think it was it Josh Joby that knocked it out? I forget who it was. Or it might have been Sidney Brown. Sidney Brown knocked it out. I think. I think it was. Uh, and then, what? The fuck is Woj talking about? Um, Woj. I don't know. Something about Saint Bonaventure. Um, we don't care about them until March. Uh, right. 
And then the fumble that was caused by, was it Cunningham that knocked it out of? Uh... Which fumble? Uh, the, the Madison fumble. It was too many fumbles to count. I know, the Madison fumble where he, he ran, I think he got knocked out by one of the oh yes, 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 yes. the linebackers. And then Josh Sweat knocked it out of Cousins' hand when Cox was um, when Cox almost scored. And then Jefferson fumbled it himself out of the end zone. What are your takeaways from this game? I have a couple, but uh, I it's hard sometimes. I think when it's actually harder for me to get a um, a gauge on the game itself when I'm at the game. Mm-hmm. Philly's games it's easy to get a handle on because they're slower. Yeah, and basketball a little bit. Football it's hard. For me. And I'm also you see the game better on TV too. Yeah, all the replays and stuff. They don't really show replays in the stadium. Oh, instantly when I saw that Jefferson, it's a touchback. I didn't know what it meant. I thought I, he just didn't I catch thought, it. That, that was actually to the uh, the corner we were at. Oh, we were perfect. over like the 15-yard line on that side of the field. Mm. Yeah, for – I didn't know it meant a touchback. I just knew that it wasn't going to be a touchdown because he lost the ball prior. Yeah, yeah he but, lost the ball before, and you could see it coming. Even from where we were, you could see it coming out. Mm. Uh, my takeaways, I, I've taken it with a grain of salt because it's still early in the season, and yeah. the career of Brian Johnson – the offensive coordinator, but oh, baby. he's he's not a play caller. He's oof, what a downgrade I, did we get? Yeah, I gotta be honest, his play calling I, early in the game, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I know that a lot of coordinators and a lot of play callers like to script their first ten to fifteen, sometimes twenty plays of the game. Yeah, I had a feeling the first ten or fifteen for him were scripted because they were all crap, and then he kind of they did adjust and start running the ball more. So Imagine on the fly, did. they did adjust, but he just called you know here halfback dive. Off, uh, inside zone. So it wasn't that difficult to call plays in the second or third quarter. And then and they eventually tough. started throwing the ball again, too. But yeah. It's tough, though, going against Bill Belichick in week one because Bill Belichick is one of yeah. the better ones. And then a Belichick disciple week two and Brian Flores. Right. Who is should be a head coach. He is. But his, his defensive game plan in weeks one and two has been awful. They did nothing to take away the uh, the th- the pass. They, they they ran two defenses against Baker, and he knew all their signals. And then week two, they loaded the box and still couldn't stop the Eagles. True. I think he can get another shot. I mean, Top Bowles is still out there. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, Flores is probably better equipped to be a head coach than a lot of uh, than some of the head coaches currently. Right. Um. What was I gonna say? The the offense was just stagnant from week one to week two. It looked like copy and paste yeah what is going on with the third down and fill in a number 20 15 2 3 5 jalen hurts design run and going nowhere fast what, what are we doing with up with some of those work some of those draws do work for the eagles because i guess some passing downs you have a good enough run blocking scheme but i feel like it's of... a lot but it's overdone. every time and every time they're third and short they throw it, it makes no sense third, third and, and long short, we're they going run, they run running some... it nonsense freaking play action out of the gun you throw it to the boundary to your tight end you're like what what are we doing here and i was i i, I don't know so, i'm sorry go ahead i was ask, i was gonna ask my coworker. and we can you can continue yeah. on like is it what what's going on is it just him being very young at, at this is he pandering to just hurts only is hurts cha- audibling in the huddle like what's going on where third and fill in the blank it comes out to be Hertz is running it for two to three yards yeah. and we're punting it. What are we doing but, here? Yeah, I don't know. It, it might be one of those Simmons situations where everybody around the guys are family. You know, J- A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts are so close. Uh, Jalen went to school with Devontae. Brian Johnson is like the godfather of Jalen Hurts. Like, are they afraid to ruffle feathers? 
I, the, the takeaway for me is is Jalen Hurts incapable of throwing the ball two yards? Because there were numerous times where he got either sacked or flushed, where he just didn't look at his check down, which would either be Swift or um, Boston Scott on the boundary, or even like a tight end kind of just running with him to the sideline. Right. They, the the one screen pass they called was to Dallas Goddard. They lost a yard. Yeah. And Al Michaels, of course, naturally said it gained him too. Um, <laughs> and then they, there were so many situations where you're like, this is a perfect chance to throw a screen because it's third down, third and like five. Mm-hmm. You have Kelsey, the best center in the world at pulling. You have Mylotta, potentially probably the fastest left tackle in the game. Right. And then your guards are both young. They should be good at screen passes, and against a team like this, where or against a team like the Eagles, where you're going to load the box or send extra heat on third down and an obvious passing down, perfect time to dial up a screen pass, and they just don't. They called one screen; it was a shitty little screen at Dallas Goddard to the near side, and he lost a yard on the play. And Al Michael said he gained two at the bet. <laughs> I don't know, man. It... I, I'm confused, and it seems like he looks a lot like 2020 and 2021 Hurts, where. First read's not there. Let me tuck it and run. And yeah. he's got plenty of time behind that line. I know Lane's been pretty lousy this season. Mylotta just had the best game of any left tackle in the, the PFF the era. Yeah. Kelsey is always rock solid. And, I mean, I know Daniil Hunter got home a few times. But for the most part, some of those sacks were just a result of Hurts holding onto the ball too long or just running out of the pocket. Yeah. So I, I need to see things change. I, was, I don't know I, if it was I, you. I need, me, personally. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're listening. Jeffrey Lurie? Right. You cheap bastard. What I'm saying is put Mariota in. Oof, don't. All right. Chip, chip. Cut his, cut his mic. Deal. Cut it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just at a loss for words because Kenneth Gainwell becoming the starting back, which is mind-boggling. <laughs> that was so and, bad. And, of course, he did okay, but it's like, what are we doing? He yeah, shouldn't he have fine. that many he, touches. But, but you know and then what you see is. what DeAndre Swift did. That was the most carries by a running back in like four years, by a the way. Buck seventy two? What do you have? Twenty seven carries. What? Yeah, you had a buck a buck sixty eight or buck seventy two or something like that. Touchdown. My lot of didn't even know should, how should much. Been, should have been three touchdowns. I mean, they vultured two of them away. Hertz got the two sneaks when they could have right. just gave it right back to DeAndre. Um I would yeah. be I don't to go to AJ Brown, yeah. I'd be mad too. Like, what is going on here? You you have one of the better offensive linemen. You're holding onto the ball too much, and then you're tucking it and yeah. running it, whether it's designed yeah. or not. And I'm getting two to three catches. Granted, Devontae's going off, and he, as he should, he's a stud, yeah. and it's a contract year, so he's going to get his and he's a he's a pain in the neck to guard, too. He's very, he's very shifty. He's such a great route runner. Yeah. The one thing that most people probably overlook about the elite receivers, and I, I don't want to call him elite. I mean, he's very good. Probably very the best good. number two. It's either him or Higgins or whatever, or uh, I guess Waddle. Um, he's an elite route runner. And that's something a lot of people don't look at. I wish I had a timestamp for it because I said it, and the guy next to me looked like he'd been to a million Eagles games and he agreed with me, so it felt good. There was a play in like the second or third quarter where Hertz had AJ Brown on like a deep over route, where I guess he get, you get ten yards and then he gets some depth and then you go across. He ran across the safety's face, and I'm like, oh my god, that's six if he throws it, and he had time, and then he tucked it and ran or threw it underneath the Goddard or something. Like, he just has to be able to read these defenses better. And this is what Todd Bowles was saying two years ago in the playoff game. Like, he can't read a defense, and it almost looks like he can't right now. So he looked great last year, and they have to, you know, maybe maybe we understated the uh, the impact of Shane Steichen here, but they don't look the same as they did last year. I know I know a win's a win, and win, winning matters, but, I mean, you and I have both played sports before. I've 
you know, my entire life grew up playing sports. And if if I know anything, you can be two and zero, and it's not the same as the 49ers or Cowboys being two and zero. Yeah, I've seen it with the Eagles before. I've seen it with my own personal teams. Just because you win games doesn't mean you are. It, it, they're not perfect. I know the record's perfect, but they're not perfect right now. And that's Jalen is also just saying the right things in his press conferences. He can't go up there and go, "Man, we fucking suck," but we're winning, so it doesn't matter. He's got to go up there and say, "Yeah, all I care about is winning and whatever." But the two and zero right now that they are, compared to what a lot of teams are going to look like after this weekend at two and zero, vastly different. Yeah, it's a uh, fugazi. Yeah, Forty four for sure. I don't. Yeah, if you tell me this team in the past two weeks, you told me this team went to the to the Super Bowl, I'd be like, "What in Madden? I don't think so." Like, <laughs> they must have had a lot of luck to get there. They look. Yeah. And this is something I said. They don't play in the preseason. They're like they're starting to get the kinks out. Like, yeah, what's going Sirianni on? Sirianni mentioned something about that after week one as well. I'm surprised that he said something. But Sirianni even said, maybe I should reevaluate how we use our guys in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, side note, real quick. Yeah. Um, in lieu of the Schwarber news, uh, Scott Fransky on TV again this weekend because I believe Tom McCarthy has whatever the eighth best uh, CBS game is this Sunday. <laughs> Dude, so, he's. Uh, I don't know how he does it either. Because the Phillies the previous day flies out, does the football, yeah. and then the Sunday game he goes back on the call. Yeah, he does a really good job. And, and keeps I, his voice. I be I like Tom McCarthy. I know a lot of people don't like him. I like Tom McCarthy a lot. Yeah, I don't mind him. I didn't I, like him in the beginning, he, but yeah, it was a, it was weird because he went from Harry to him, yeah. and then over the court, his calls have gotten more cut and paste. But I think he's good. He's a pro. Yeah, I like the national guys. Uh, before we move on, um, two questions, and cool. we can we don't I don't really have a ton of analysis i'm just more do you have um a preference one or the other which is worse for the game the touchback fumble rule or the tush push being legal because a lot of this came up during the game naturally the rule is there and then as soon as it as soon as something happens with the eagles people want to fight against it but right touchback fumble rule generally speaking you fumble the ball out of bounds or fumble forward the ball comes back to where you fumbled but because you lost possession through the end zone it's a touchback for the other team at the tush push, the Eagles are the only team that can execute this. Um, somebody found six clips from week one where teams tried and couldn't convert. So, because the Eagles are good at it, doesn't mean it's not, it's, you know, something worth banning. 92%. What do you think? Do you think either of these should go, or do you not really have a preference here? I think, I don't have a preference, but if I had a pick, I'd probably take away the touchback fumble. I think it is a little unfair. Yeah. Like, shit that, happens. That does kind of suck. It yeah. shit happens. Like he, like if it was the other side, if AJ Brown or Javante were in that position, like what the fuck? I, I think the Eagles have done. I think Wentz did this before, didn't he? Where he was running oh. to the end zone and he fumbled into the end zone or something. I but at the same it. time, if you're if you're on your own one yard line and say Jalen Hurts is scrambling backwards and he gets hit and the ball comes out and it goes over the pylon, it's a safety. You don't just get rid of the fact that it was a safety. Like I don't know. These are these silly little rules that are hard to um, keep track of. Um, in lieu of this weird rule thing, I did dig up one funny baseball rule. I thought yeah. you might get a, a kick out of. Um, <laughs> so your designated hitter is not allowed to sit in the bullpen at any time during the game. Or he will be removed from the game and you lose your DH. He has to stand the whole time? Well, I mean, he can't be in the bullpen at all. He has to be in the dugout. Oh, wait. I thought you meant dugout. I, like, so I wonder if at any point they change this rule for Otani because he's the DH but also pitches. But I just thought that was a weird rule. Interesting. I looked up. I was re, I was trying to find a, something out about the DH, and I found out that's a rule. 
That's weird. And there's something about your, your the bullpen catcher cannot be an active player. It has to be a uh, an employee. So two fun baseball rules. Baseball. That's a lot of quirky baseball. rules. I think we gotta sneak in some dumb baseball stuff here. <laughs> right. Um You had a second two. question though? Uh yeah, I, that's right. Uh which unit worries you more, the offense or the defense? Right now. The Eagles? Ooh. Ugh, I don't know either. <sighs> Mind you, there's a new defensive coordinator as well, Sean Desai. I say defense. Comes from, comes from the Vic Fangio tree, but I'm going to go defense too. I think the offense can figure it out. Uh, and I think it's a correctable problem on the offense. The defense, the, the biggest issue right now with defense right now is they're giving up tons of yardage in the middle of the field because the linebackers and the safeties cannot cut, uh, you know, guard tight ends one-on-one. Yeah. And losing Maddox now, Josh Joby's going to have to play or uh, Zach McPherson, whoever the nickel will be going forward. Uh, that could be a problem in the slot in the middle of the field. So between the numbers on the defense, I have plenty of faith in Bradbury and um, and Slay, and even the safeties of Blankenship playing, but between the numbers on defense is a problem. Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins. And then an older version of Mac Jones, or a younger version of Kirk Cousins, and then regular Kirk Cousins. In Baker Mayfield. Those are your first three quarterbacks versus this defense. And you're about the first to a thousand yards. The first two look like world beaters. Matt Jones, 300-plus. I think also, excuse me, uh, Cousins, 300-plus yards. I think Kirk threw for 364. So Baker Mayfield might have a field day. Uh, yeah, 364. Week one, Matt Jones went for 316. So, I mean, literally, all Baker has to go is 330, and they will give him 1,000 yards in the first three weeks and without seeing an all-pro quarterback. And this will segue into our next segment. Mm-hmm. I had TJ Hawkinson as my starter in our mm. league. And, man, beautiful 25-some points. Wait, two touchdowns? Yeah, he had two touchdowns. When I was setting my lineup, Eagles defense against the tight ends, dead last in the NFL. Because oh, yeah, 32nd, right? Whoever the Hunter tight end Henry for the – He went off as well. Yep. So whoever the tight end is for the Buccaneers, might as well pick him up. And uh, think about flexing him, maybe, if not who starting. Tight end? Who knows? But he's going to be a household name after week three. <laughs> if this yeah, defense doesn't get it together. Tight end is, uh, for someone that talks so much and remember, this is Mac either. Jones, Kirk Kate Cousins, and Baker Mayfield is your first quarterback. And this Eagles defense barely got through both of them. I, I don't know. Uh, Keeft is the number two tight end. Book him for a touchdown. David Wells, the former Yankee starter. <laughs> um, and Cade Otten is the starter. Good for David uh, Wells, draft. still doing the thing. Yeah, good for him, still hungover <laughs> drinking with David Cohen on Saturdays. All right, uh, week two. Uh, just to recap, we did a little bit. Ten and six for both of us, but you nailed three of your TTPs. I nailed one. Yes. Um, so you actually lead me. I'm sorry, you nailed four, I nailed three. So you lead me 18 to 16 in the points after a week. Yes. Let's go into the game picks. Let's go. All right. Presented by nobody. All right, so early window Sunday, we have a fun matchup here. Jordan Love and Desmond Ritter, two young quarterbacks, Green Bay at Atlanta, a pair of teams, 1-0, defeating previous, uh, in previous weeks, defeating their divisional teams. Mm-hmm. Green Bay with a big win in Chicago. Atlanta, a win at home against Carolina. Who are you liking this one? <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, no Aaron Jones, likely no Christian Watson as well. Uh, Atlanta at home, back-to-back weeks. Uh, give me Green Bay. I, mm. I, I like what I saw from Green Bay. Now, granted, that could be a little inflated because they do own the Bears. So, yeah. 
they did put a beating on the Bears, but Jordan Love looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought he looked good. How about you? I'm I'm on record saying I think there's something there with Jordan Love. I'm intrigued to see how he looks in a little bit better environment on the road. Mm-hmm. I still believe more so in Green Bay than I do Atlanta. I'm just gonna go that two-headed monster pause in Atlanta. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going. I'm going Atlanta. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Atlanta. I think they're gonna run the ball down the throats of the Packers. Uh, I think it's a little bit better atmosphere, a little bit like tougher to play in. Um, I do like what I see from Green Bay, but the two injuries don't don't help at all. Gotcha. That's uh, fair. Second game, uh, Las Vegas at Buffalo. Two teams coming off bad or, or weird games in Week One. Vegas probably should have lost. Buffalo probably should have won. Um, Buffalo right. and one, desperate for a win. I mean, I know it's at early home. to say desperate, but if you go all in two to start the season, you're in trouble. Vegas Garoppolo game manager looked like pretty much what you signed up for. Josh Jacobs still looks good. No Waller, no problem. What do you think here? I'm very curious to see if Jacoby Myers is good to go. Very curious on that one because that will make or break that team. Either way, I think Buffalo is going to come out guns blazing, and I believe Demar Hamlin's going to start that whole shenanigan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I downplay it on the show. Uh, here, you, but... um, by the way, I forgot to say the line for the first game, but it's eight and a half in this one. Uh, Falcons Ooh. minus one and a half in the first game. Minus Buffalo's okay. minus eight and a half at home against the Raiders. Okay, like but yeah, right. They they're gonna have the Demar Hamlin special. So could Vegas play spoiler for that? Yeah. I can see it, but and Josh McDaniels back in that division. Yeah, give me Buffalo though. They're at home. I think this is the the classic get right situation for a team. Buffalo. I think there's another one later in the episode as well. But Buffalo, I I could see them blowing the doors off the Vegas Raiders. Gotcha. Third game, another. This is a get right player um, situation. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati did not look good week one. Baltimore for a little while was a little bit you know scaring us with that Houston game, but they wound up pulling away. Right. Since he got really just exposed by the Browns. Uh, this is a fun matchup. AFC North. What more can you ask for? Bengals minus three at home. Number forty six and a half. Are they expecting Cincy to get more than three points this week? <laughs> Otherwise, Baltimore's got to score forty three. <laughs> Is Mark Andrews back? Because if so, that will happen. I actually don't know. I don't. I, I haven't seen a report on him whatsoever. Um, Beckham is playing, however. Um, Safe Flowers, Flowers is good. Safe Flowers is good. Yeah, he's he, he's very good. Possibly the best rookie receiver in this class. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think you hit it around the head. I like Baltimore, but this is a get-right game for Cincy. Like your your man got paid. Looked like dog shit. In cross town rival or you know cross state rivalry, they're at home now. I think since he got this one, I um, weirdly, I don't know. I'm just feeling Baltimore here. I'm not. This bad is at that. a. I if I'm not mistaken, this is a rematch from the playoff game when Cincinnati stole that one for Baltimore on the fumble at the one yard line. Oh, Trey yes. Hendrickson ran it all the way. So yes. I think there's a little bit of uh, retribution in mind here for Baltimore. They, I think, I trust their running game is more similar to Cleveland than I think any team in the league. So I think Baltimore, the, the blueprint's there, how to beat Cincinnati. Just they like the blueprint did. is kind of there, how to beat the Eagles. I think there's a blueprint here to beat Cincinnati. They but did lose Dobbins, though, didn't they? They lost Dobbins, but they have Gus Edwards. They also have Lamar. I think they'll be fine. All right. I'm not and mad at have, it. Uh, this could be Baltimore's division. I forget who the other guy is that they have. Um, the way Pittsburgh are, looked, awful. Justice something? Justice Hill? Justice Hill. Seems, seems right. But yeah, man, this could be Baltimore's division. The way uh, Pittsburgh no, looked, trash. Yeah. Cincy 
just folded against Cleveland. Yes. Could be Cleveland versus Baltimore. Win this thing. Yeah, very well could be. All right, we have a rematch from last year's highest scoring game, a 48-45 shootout in uh, in Detroit. We have the Seattle game. Seahawks and the Detroit Detroit Lions. Two teams coming off wins in week one that – I'm sorry, two teams coming off outcomes in week one people didn't expect. Right. Detroit was a dog, Seattle a favorite, and they both um, – Did the opposite. Did the opposite, yeah. Uh, so we... Seattle needs a win. Detroit looks pretty darn good. Uh, I think we're, I think we'll probably be on the same page here. Detroit? Yeah, I'm going with the Lions. I think we're well. sold on the Lions this year. I, I think I am, yeah. Yeah, they, they showed um, me a lot in that week one against uh, yeah. Pat Mahomes. Show me that they can adjust on the fly, and Dan Campbell's got a set of balls on him the size of, you know. State of Texas? Pluto, yeah. <laughs> Pluto. I was trying to think of uh, Chargers and Titans. Interesting this matchup. This is a, a matchup of the movable force and the um, – <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or no, no, the stoppable force and the movable object here. Right. The LA Chargers gave up 19 plays of 15 or more yards in Week One, which is considered explosive by PFF. And Tennessee's quarterback threw three interceptions, so the defense that doesn't take the ball away at all against the quarterback that begs the other team to do it. Who you got? Here's a note. I don't know if you caught this. Austin Eckler is out. He is. Yeah. He is out. So that could affect their offense. But, but I believe who's the backup? Justin Jackson, I think, is the backup. I think so. I don't, I mean, one of those like classic good backups, not good starter type of deal. You still have Mike Williams. You still have Keenan Allen. Yeah, and Herbert. you still have Justin Herbert, and you still have no defense. But yet, with saying that, you still have Brandon Staley at the helm, and they <laughs> lost last week. So yeah, however, you do have Kellen Moore though, who I have a lot of faith in calling plays. So right, I think if anything, the Chargers might lead the league in points scored and points against. I. I'm not sure what to think here. I I, I have an I, I think my gut is to go with the Chargers though. My gut says Tennessee, mm. but I'm going against that because I do not like Ryan Tannehill, and that's a personal thing. <laughs> I'm going with the Chargers for the sake that they got to be good, but I'm not. Yeah. I will not be surprised if Tennessee beats the Chargers and Brandon Staley is looking at an 0 and two loss. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm an asshole. I'm slacking here. Uh Tennessee oh. is uh, Lions are minus four and a half. By the way, Tennessee's getting two and a half at home, which is an interesting line. Um, I'm going Chargers. Okay, I feel pretty good about them. I see what you mean, though. I think Tennessee. There's something there. Maybe if they throw the ball to Burks a little bit more, run the ball with Henry, they might be able to exploit the lack of defense on the Chargers side. And they're at home, and they yeah. have to go west yeah, to east. I believe that's their home. Yeah, because it's their home opener too. There's always something a little bit extra juice there. Uh, right. Tennessee first quarter money line could be the play. Um, next up, uh, the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Bucks. We've come a long way since Foles and Brady, right. as we now have Baker Mayfield and Justin Fields. Yikes! Um, two, they both win the Heisman. Baker won a Heisman. I think so. Didn't he? No, Fields didn't. Baker won. But I don't think Justin did. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, both teams probably should suck. Um, Chicago was a pretty overrated team in the preseason. I think Tampa's pretty been pretty underrated this year. Sneaky. I, I think I believe I had them sneaking into the playoffs, didn't I? I think you um, did. I may have. I gotta listen back to the episode. Um, yeah. Who do you like here? Tampa's at home. They are laying uh, two and a half to the Bears. Forty and a half is the number. After a big win against Minnesota, a playoff team, no less. Yeah. I think they were a playoff team. Yeah, they, yeah, were, they were. And they got smacked by the Giants, I believe. Yeah. Uh, give me Tampa at home. Yeah, they're gonna be good. Justin Fields looks too. lost out there, dude. Yeah, and I th- I think even though Bowles is a but, shitty head coach, he's a great coordinator. 
I think his defense will confuse Fields all day long. However, I do like the Fields over in passing. I just think they're going to be trailing most of the game, which yeah. is the reason that they're going to throw it. And his running backs stink. Herbert and uh, Roshan Johnson, both terrible running backs. Uh, the AFC game of the week, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a rematch of the playoff game from last year. I may have the week incorrect, but a couple years ago, the Jags defeated the Patriots either week two or week three in the following season after the Patriots eliminated them in the playoffs. Blake Bortles. So you can see what I'm going for here. Yes. Jags at home against the Chiefs, the team that eliminated them early in the season. I uh, believe this is the home opener for the Jags. Yes. Were they home last week? No, they were in Indianapolis. They were in Indy, yeah, that ugly stadium. Uh, I believe they are getting three. How dare you? It's three it's and a half. They're getting Peyton built. Getting three, Lucas. Oh, they're getting three and a half from the Chiefs here. Over under fifty one and a half. I think this is a shootout waiting to happen. One thousand percent. And Calvin yeah, Ridley's my, homecoming. I don't know, and we don't normally proclaim this, but this is my game of the week as well. This is the most fun the matchup you can have. Arguably, the two best quarterbacks playing. Yeah, the best quarterback matchup anyhow. Yes, 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 yes. I can agree with you that. You could argue maybe uh, Jets Dallas would be interesting, but uh That will be interesting. I like um, that's a very fascinating matchup. That and this one are the two most interesting to watch. I think that's a late window game too. Who do you like here? Jacksonville. I I'm going for ah, it. Bastard. I, I I know I kinda tipped my hand for anybody watching. Jacksonville, I, I like them this week. <laughs> I just uh, forgot. <laughs> I know that this is a free agent current. I do have a Lawrence jersey, I just like the teal better. I have a black Lawrence jersey. I have the teal Fournette on. One of my favorite jerseys. This is very light. Straight from China. Comfy. Straight the name's China. not spelled wrong. It looks good. <laughs> it looks good, yes. And the teal Jags jersey is just untouchable. So I'm going Jags this week. I like them. Kansas City, 0-2 start. Cincinnati, 0-2 start. Since the let's merger. Let's get, let's get weird. Let's get weird. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the yawn of the week. Although there's a little bit of a storyline here. Indy at Houston. Anthony Richardson versus C.J. Stroud. Um, number in this one, I beg your pardon. Basically a pick minus one for Houston. Over under is 39 and a half. Can either quarterback generate enough offense to score 20 points? Remains to be seen. Who do you like? Anthony Richardson is going to have a good to great offensive performance, but I feel like C.J. Stroud is going to just do enough for the defense to carry the Houston Texans to a victory. Yeah, Miko Ryan's win number one. Interesting matchup between two guys that are, uh, I'm sorry, two units that are very good. I still think Houston's defense will be fine. Demico Ryan's calling the shots, and Indy's defense last week was very good. Yeah, against Jacksonville and the uh, the Jags. So, I, I like where your head's at. I'm gonna go Indy, just because I think the Indy offense is better than the Houston offense. Yeah, and I sure. think the defense is uh, Indy's defense is probably better than Houston's, although they're both well coached. I'm just gonna go India again. I really I'm high on Anthony Richardson and his ceiling. Stroud I think is is a fascinating quarterback. He's been the one that's kind of overlooked because he wasn't the first pick and he wasn't Anthony Richardson. Yeah. So I think he could also be a personal be matchup guy. for him. A chip yeah. on his shoulder. I wasn't drafted first, and also nobody's talking about me. So. <laughs> right. And You're then we moved to the last. late window. Yeah. We moved to the late window. We have the, again, my how the mighty have fallen. This used to be a huge deal. San Francisco 49ers and their fans traveled to L.A. to take on the Rams. Um, so the Rams are home. They're getting seven. However, the Niners are practically the home team based on how the fans will Home sound. away from home. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> just their second home. Right. Um, so Rams are plus a touchdown at home against San Francisco. Both teams 1-0 after pretty good week one wins. Uh, Puka Nakua, the number one fantasy pickup of every league in week one, is questionable. Naturally. After leading the, yeah, <laughs> naturally. After leading the league in targets in week one. Somebody in my dynasty league used half their money, like their free agent money, on the Nakua. Jesus. In between weeks one and two. Oh, my God. Naturally. We like, yeah, um, naturally. Let's get weird. Give me the LA Rams. I'm telling you, there's something to be said about this team. They're bouncing back. Yeah. They got their mojo back. Granted, it was against Geno Smith in Seattle, but. Yeah, playoff team. Let's playoff not forget, team. who's calling the play still in LA? It's still McVay, the little yeah. Gordon Bombay. I'm going to go San Fran. I just think they have a home field advantage going to LA, and their fans will be loud, and they'll be, I think they're the better team. Yeah, Although the Rams could keep this close. This could be a shootout. Uh, 45.5 is the number. All right, uh, get right game number two of the week. Um, I don't have any notes. I just wrote who cares. Giants hit uh, Cardinals. Giants are only minus four and a half on the road. That's a Cardinals line if you ask me, but Cardinals suck. I'm going to circle the Giants here and move on. What do you think? Giants, but don't be surprised if Arizona keeps it close. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job. Their defense played well enough against Sam Howell week one. I think this is – listen, if the Giants don't win this game – you know, decisively, then this they're in trouble because I believe <laughs> we'll their week three matchup weeks. is yeah week three is Tampa. I'm sorry, not Tampa, San Fran Jeez. on Thursday. So a short week playing against an incredible team. Uh, they have to win this game in San Fran. That week three, if not San Fran's going on the road three straight weeks is craziness. Uh, it, it should be in San Fran that if yeah because San Fran would be on the road for three consecutive games. Yeah, that's it. Oh, uh, that's the Thursday. Yeah, that's in uh, San Francisco. Right? All right, good. But yeah, Giants tonight. The Giants on yeah. Sunday for sure. Yeah, I, I like that. I kind of like that line too. Um, arguably, and then the Nansen. Yeah. Yes, arguably the better. Arguably, game. Th- so this is the CBS game of the week. This is where hopefully Nance and Romo have caffeine in their system this week, as the notes here say. Hopefully Nance and Romo are caffeinated this week because they fell asleep during the Eagles game, as did a lot of America. The New York Jets flying. Uh, see what I did there to Dallas to take on the Cowboys in their home opener. Jets coming off of you know a dramatic emotional win in Week One at home on 9/11. Aaron Rodgers runs out with a flag, leaves on the cart. Uh, Zach Wilson does just enough to not lose the game, and the Buffalo Bills choke it away. Dallas came out looked like the best team in the league. Absolutely blew the doors off of the Giants Week One. Um, this is going to be fun because you know Dak Prescott, the offense for Dallas. While they scored a lot of points against the Giants, I was not overly impressed by their offense they were just given short field after short field and then big opportunity after big opportunity yeah the jets defense has a chance to be the best unit in the league so this will be a fun matchup between two pretty well coached teams right and these are two in fantasy terms these are the one and two top defenses going against each other oh wow how about that yeah i have Um, by the way defense too what's up i'm sorry dallas is minus eight and a half for what it's worth 38 and a half is the number that's a big line how much yeah, eight and a half, and uh, thirty-eight and a half is the number. This is a big overreaction, in my opinion, to what happened in Week One for Dallas. Uh, that is worth keeping an eye on for our next segment. <laughs> the eyebrow rose up. All right. Yeah, you're telling me. Um, give me the Jets. <laughs> I, yeah, God, I was th- I was thinking about that too. <laughs> give me the Jets now. I I think yeah, shit. That's a jet line at eight and a half. I'm gonna go. Ugh. You can do Jets line and last Dallas time, money last, line. Yeah, the last time these two teams faced, the Jets beat the Cowboys. That was the Sam Darnold return from mononucleosis game. 
Robbie Anderson one touchdown at home. Um, uh, Nathan Romo had a call for that game too. Uh, I'm actually torn on this one. You would think most of them. What, does it tell you where all the money is on here? What do you mean? Does it give you the the analytics for how much of America is betting on what? Oh no! Because you have to think the money is on the Jets for the spread, right? Nah, it would have to be uh, on th- Dallas. It doesn't tell you. It just tells you whether or not they covered last week. Um. Oh baby, uh, this hurts me. I'm gonna go Dallas to win, but there's no shot they cover that, right? No shot. No shot, right? All right. Uh, and then, uh, oh, Christ, just save the best for last, folks. The Clinton Portis Bowl, Washington <laughs> at Denver. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> well played. I thought Thank you were going to do, uh, we don't have the drop anymore, but Broncos Country. Oh, we don't. Oh, yeah, we do. Broncos Country, let's rock. With that being said, I'm gonna get canceled for saying this, but did you see the uh, the TikTok of him saying that with the twin towers in the background? <laughs> we didn't even get to 120. Um, <laughs> We're done. Did you make? Did you make it? To- <laughs> did we make it? No, we didn't actually. The twin towers comment. Here goes my Wi-Fi. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, three and a half. I'm sorry. Denver at home. Three and a half. Good fans, by the way. Denver. That home field advantage is a, is a thing there. They actually have pretty rabid fans. At Denver, even good Denver. Uni- good uniforms, too, for what it's worth. Uh, I'm, I'm yawning thinking about this game. Oh, I'll be falling asleep just like Nance and Romo, but this will be at least. Actually, this will probably be when I'm playing Madden. But yeah, I'll go Denver <laughs> for that one. I think Russ and Co. figure it out. All right, prime time. If they uh, don't, Miami at, Saint no. Champagne's in trouble. Yeah, or no, no, go. excuse me. Russell Wilson's in trouble. Champagne. Who, who? Is there, and you're telling me you can't win a game? Uh, out of curiosity, who's the backup for the Broncos? It's not Locke anymore, right? Locke's on the Seattle, I think. Yeah, he's on Seattle. Still uh, repping it? Young Jeezy. I wonder if it's Brett Rippin. Uh, Jared Stidham. Oh. Stanton? Jar- Jared Stidham. Oh. Every, court- every backup makes me fucking want to throw up. Um, prime time on Sunday night. Wait all day for this one. We're an hour away, baby. Kick off from Dion. Get it. Yeah, we are. Um, prime time, Miami at New England. Um, Miami minus two and a half on the road against the Pats. The Pats, I believe, beat them at home last year. Um, or no, two years ago. I'm sorry. That was my first. That was my first ever dog on this podcast. Was the Patriots at home against the Dolphins? Uh, that was wow. two years ago. The Mac, the Cam Newton led Patriots, I think. Right? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, it was still Cam, I think. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, no, they caught him right before the season. Cam was the previous year. That, really? that actually wasn't the Mac Jones-led Patriots. Wow. Yeah, how about that? So the Pats are getting two and a half. Numbers 46 and a half. Um, not a very juicy money line, though. One, only plus 126 for the Patriots. Um, so my question to you is, can the mad scientist, um, and I don't mean, I'm not saying this to be funny, can he confuse Tua this game? Because Tua, I mean... They use a lot of motion, the Dolphins, in week one to get Tyreek Hill in space and also get the defense kind of moving. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot more of that, but Bill Belichick is still literally probably the smartest mind in the NFL, and he knows how to game plan and exploit your quarterback's weaknesses. Do you think – now, when I was reading this, do you think he's going to suit up like Bobby Boucher and go after Tua himself and concuss him? Like I don't know. Um, I think there's a little something to this matchup. I, I saw the report the other day that Belichick refuses to retire because he wants to break Don Shula's record for um, 
for wins because Shula said that his uh, his Patriots are tainted or whatever because they didn't win when they were undefeated. Plus, they cheated. So he hates Spy Shula, game. and he probably hates the Dolphins by association. So, uh, I think this will be a good game, as evident by the number. In New England, is tough. Yeah, especially a night game. Miami on the road, two straight, two straight weeks. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, you're right. They played in LA last week. But LA felt like a home game because it was nice weather. So not as yeah, humid, it, but more similar to what they're used to. You're right. And then this is this is a this is a culture division. shock going to yeah. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. I'm gonna go. Ugh. Yeah, go first. I have Ugh. my list here, but I'm thinking about it. I might I change. The, I think the under is the play in this game. I don't know. Uh, your your pick will determine my pick. Let's just say that. Are you going the opposite, or you side with me? So I have to do the risk reward of picking one team over the other. So I have to think about how much I truly believe they're gonna win. I'm gonna go. Uh, see, I think that they can. Confused the shit out of two. Can Mac Jones make enough play? Uh, you know what? Let's go with uh, let's get weird. Let's go with the Patriots. All right, I'll keep my pick then. Miami. Yeah, Miami's better. I just think the Patriots could steal one here. I think Bill Belichick. These division games are what your bread and butter of getting to the playoffs. Yeah. You got to take care of your own division. Everything else is just gravy of game planning. Yeah, you got to figure out get game plan for this quarterback for two weeks out of the NFL season. So. Yeah, let's see what happens. But I'm not gonna let Tyreek Hill run wild. No, that, that's one thing you can you can bank on is uh, two is gonna have to if he's gonna win this game, it's gonna be with his tight ends. Do you think um, this is the Mike Jacecki game where he burns his old team? That would be a fun little storyline. But the way they threw the ball week one, it seems like Hunter Henry is the favorable tight end in New England. That's true. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if there is some sort of like a play action inside the five. It looks like a dead running play and then wide up in the back of the end zone it's Mike Kosicki for the second touchdown of the game all right um all right let's move on to Monday night waited all weekend for Monday night um <laughs> nice one I, I want to by the way thank thank Disney and ABC for moving Dancing with the Stars to Tuesdays so I can fully enjoy Monday Night Football again uh, I know they did that specifically for me um at the end of the episode I will unveil my who I'm rooting for this season as we finally got the cast but Monday night Saints at Panthers Panthers plus three at home. Saints on the road minus three. 39 and a half is the number. I'm not going to hesitate. Give me the Saints. That's probably my lock. Same. What do you think? Same. Derek Carr looked like, Carolina. like shit, but yeah. at home, too, which is a little crazy. But Shaking off the rust, I think, is that this is a good get right for them. The Panthers probably stink. Yeah, they're going to sink for a little bit. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, Bryce the Young is fun. short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miles Sanders fumbled his first game. What a surprise. <laughs> I got like three text messages when that happened. <laughs> I, I didn't even I know. Like, I'm so glad he's gone. Um, yeah, <laughs> paid a lot me, of money yeah, to fumble. Give me New Orleans. Yeah, he paid the same amount of money as the Eagles to not fumble. All right. Uh, and then Monday night. This is, I'm excited about this game. I'm not. Prime time. No, you're not. Stuff. No. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me? AFC, South, AFC North. Chris South. Fowler on the call. Prime time. Ooh, Fowler what on the call. more could you ask for? All right, because Fowler's on the call, I might, yeah. I might look at this. Fowler pulling a Herb Street this week, doing two games in two in three days. Uh, Cleveland minus two and a half on the road. How about that? Thirty-eight and a half the number. Oh, give me that night. Give me that line. Uh, I'll go Cleveland all day. I do not like what I saw from Pittsburgh. No, I, I'm all the way with you on that one. No, me gusta. That my bigger takeaway is how discouraged I was by uh, Pittsburgh, as opposed to how encouraged I was by Cleveland week one. Is there something I, to be I'm, said about that? Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm good. 
I was going to say, is there something to be said about, I don't know if you caught it, but was Pickett concussed? He took a sack and I, his head bounced off the turf, I mean, the grass. Exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to talk about. He bounced off the turf on that one hit and he stayed in the game. And his decision making from that point forward was awful. And they left him out there to die, which was confusing, almost as confusing as why Daniel Jones was in that game. <laughs> when I, all the stars were out. And look, if he's getting if he's getting banged around by that San Fran defense, that Cleveland defense is not too different from Miles San Garrett's going to eat him alive. Yeah, and that Cleveland secondary, and they they're they're going to be trouble. They got Jim Schwartz at the helm, great another guy, great coordinator, bad head coach. I think that Cleveland again. I'm telling you, Cleveland is they might be my Panthers this year, except they might actually do it. Um, <laughs> I think Cleveland is yeah they might be my team this year. Cleveland is my Coastal Carolina of the pros this year. Stamp it. <laughs> I'm going Cleveland in this game. I like them a lot here. I like I say too. that. I say that. Don't clip it. Then they lose by like 15. All right. Let's oh, go no. to. Yeah. All right. Let's go to our TTPs. Uh, lock dog spread total of old. Wait, wait, wait. Or, yes. I'm survivor. Sorry. Okay. Let's do Survivor. You want to do Survivor first? Yeah. Let's do Survivor. Yeah. So you used Jacksonville last week, which means you cannot do it. Again, I picked New Orleans. I can week, always do it. Pause. Wait, hold up. Never mind. Scratch that. It's a family program. <laughs> yes. Uh, kind of literally now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, who? Do you, so do you want to go? So at, whatever. You can go first. <laughs> you are so befuddled. I got I, you here all over the place. All right, here it is. I picked Jacksonville last the, week. Yeah. Go, yeah. Well, what Sit also down. happened is I'm an asshole and I moved my page back to the previous page. Now I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> All right, Survivor pick. <laughs> I'm new to this whole thing, but apparently, if I pick a team and they win, I can't pick them again. But if I, yeah. they lose, I'm done. But because the it's whole a, idea. but because there's only two of us, we can continue on. We'll just keep record of it, correct? Yeah, no we'll do that. Why not? Yeah. Um, the whole idea of a Survivor pool usually there's like 30 people in it. Yeah. You pick a team. The idea is you want to win. As soon as you lose, you're out, and then you have to either buy back in or whatever. Um, but if you win, you stay alive. You just can't use that same team a second time. Gotcha. And there's obviously there's not enough weeks in the season for you to have to need to use a second team, but or use them a second time. But whatever. Um, so I had so, Jacksonville. You had New Orleans. You sweated that one out though. Not as did you. That was a close game for you too. No, I, I was never in any doubt. <laughs> really? Well, <laughs> fair. I didn't realize that the the Saints game was like tied in the fourth quarter too, wasn't it? Dude. Weird game. Just two Red zone just kept going back to him. Like, get this off my screen. I'm like, what are we wa- I was watching? You know, Rutgers, Illinois here. Um, <laughs> right, right. This is we had an interesting week here. I don't really think there's a lock on the schedule here. I I have an idea who I want to use as my lock, but I'm going to save them for later in the season when they're good. Mm. I'm gonna. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I think I have mine locked in. No pun intended. I'm going Green Bay. Green Bay in Atlanta. That's Dicey. admirable. I'm going to go with the New York Giants. They, sh- they have I mean, to. When in doubt, I mean, come on. They're the only team that got shut out. They got to score something. Give me three I points. Went in, when in doubt, just fade John, uh, Johnny Gannon. Right. Uh, would you like to start the TTPs or would you like me to start? Actually, that might actually be going against you because he knows that defense well. That is a good point. Yikes. Um, but he doesn't know offense. He doesn't know anything, though. Yeah, he doesn't. That You got that no, fire in your gut, though, for the, Damn it. the TTV? It. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to ask you how you got home from work yesterday. 
Who you, uh, who rode their bike here? <laughs> right. Did, did you write down your picks? Did you have the fire in your gut when you made those picks yet? Yeah, the, the fire TTP? in your hand. What a moron. I, my friends are starting to catch on to it. I say it all the time now. I texted Fireman Joe. I said, how'd you get to the office today? I said, I had, I had the fire in my ass. <laughs> nice. Uh, Rogers, crazy. how'd you get to the trainer's room? Do you have the fire in your gut when you're right on that court? All right. Uh, the fire let's go with... Oh, it's I'm, I'm, I'm going to make the executive decision. I'm going to start with my dog. Oh, okay. Uh, dog, dog. What do you have? Man? I don't know. I don't know how many dogs I even picked. You know what? I got to make sure this is the dog first before I... F word it. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, Jags. Bastard. Jags are my dog. We can't pick the same ones, right? Uh, I mean, you can if you want. Nah. Holy smokes. Yes, I'm going for Jags. That's what I have oh, down. Jesus Christ. Aaron Rodgers and his, his own research. Um, Aaron Rodgers is reportedly targeting a playoff return after undergoing a new type of Achilles surgery. No, no. New, yeah, Stem he's cells? listening to Dol- Did you see he's listening to fucking, he's listening to Dolphins fuck. And that's, he said it's supposed to help with the uh, the rehab. The sound of Dolphins deputy. mating. Yeah, the sound, of, the sound of Dolphins mating is supposed to help with the, uh, the rehab of the foot. I don't want to know any details of what he did in his bunker in the offseason then. Yeah, I don't want to know anything either. Uh, you go Jags too? Yeah. All right. Uh, you get to pick whatever you want next. Uh, Yeah, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what it's this tough. is. Oh, it's tough. Um, let's see. What is it? <laughs> over, I'm, I'm a little. Total. Over-unders. Uh, sure. I'm going under 39 and a half. New Orleans, Carolina. I'm risking it all. I'm going under 39 and a half. I believe that's the line still. The total. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to double up here. Something I don't normally do. I'm going over 51 and a half in Chiefs Jags. I'm not mad at that. I was looking also yeah. at Detroit and Seattle to repeat. Because yeah, Detroit thing. is actually good now. Yeah. Problem is their defense is also good now. The the other one I considered here, uh, two bad teams, Giants cars maybe going under. Um, I don't hate the under in Dallas Jets, and then I kind of like the under in Pat's Dolphins. It's a little high, which leads me to think it might be higher scoring. Um, let's go with spread next. Okay. I tipped my hand early when I said this. I'm going Jets plus eight and a half. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful line right there. It's just too many points to take with that defense being as good as it is. Right. I know Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson, but Dak Prescott's also Dak Prescott. So, And Dan Quinn, good coordinator. Robert Sala, very good at showing in week one. Defense was giving Josh Allen fits. And if they can give Josh Allen fits, they can sure as heck give Dak Prescott fits. So uh, give me the Jets plus the eight and a half. And it's probably something the, to be the said. sneaky possible outright win as well because you have the Jets in that game. Yeah. It's also something to be said, like you, what you said earlier. They probably overreaction of the Dallas Giants game. Yeah, yeah. And then you parlay that with Dallas is at home now. It's going to be a sellout crowd booming at that 425 start time, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, 120, maybe 220 for them. Yeah. What, I don't even know. What, what time zone are they in? Is that like a 2, two o'clock Central, game? Central, I would think. Dallas, Texas. So that's probably, what, a 325 game? 320. Which is a weird number, Randall. but... It, they're getting an Anson Romo treatment every single week. They get um, that sun, though. That sunset, they get that sun yeah. before it sets completely. Yeah, so it'll be in somebody's eyes the first That's half. a good line. I'll take Buffalo minus 8.5. I think they're just going to come out and just go for it. 
Yeah, I think that's a good candidate as well. I but, think they could blow the doors off Vegas, flying uh, across the country to face them as well. I'll tell you right now, though, if Vegas either ends up winning or makes this close or has Josh Allen struggling, Raiders then have a underrated defense. I'm just chalking it up as new Russell Wilson, new system with Sean Payton, yeah. trying to work out the kinks. I'll give that a pass. That was, that was but, also a low score. They only gave up 16 points in that game. So right? I'm saying if, if yeah. it's another low scoring game and Josh Allen is struggling, Look at the Raiders, and then also mm-hmm. we gotta get a real check to Josh Allen. Is he really? Yeah, he's top five, yeah. but he went from two to three to four. He's probably going down to five. Yeah. Another struggling game or season. Maybe early. at some point we should consider doing like a power ranking every season of maybe either the quarterbacks or the teams. So I'm always fascinated to see those on Bleach Report and NFL, mm-hmm. like how each team is rising or falling as the season goes on. I'd be interested to see where you have your quarterbacks. Maybe we'll do like a mid-season checkpoint with quarterbacks or something. That's fair. This season. Or like a quarter of the season. Maybe week four we'll do like a quick top ten or something. I do enjoy I'm interested those. to see where people think Josh Allen goes. Um, I mean, I know you, you don't follow first. I know you don't follow oh, MLS, but Miami is second to last place in the East Division mm-hmm. or East of its uh, conference. Since getting messy, they've been winning most of their games. There's a recent power ranking. They're the second best team. Oh well. Yet they're second to last in their own conference. There's something to be said about when you're hot, you're hot. Even though they got cream, I mean, absolutely destroyed today. If you want to be fair, I mean, the Eagles could probably lose their first two games, and they'd still probably be like eighth on the power rankings. Or Dallas probably could lose their first two games and still be like top ten. Yeah, that's true. Kansas City could Kansas City go zero and two and still be fifth in the power rankings. Right. It's like Bama. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You drop, you go to ten, and like, all right, still better than all. Bama still in. Bama's still in trouble. I think that game might be over now. Right? It should be well over. <laughs> Did yeah. they win is the uh, question. Yeah. Now, we would have known. ESPN would have just made it a big deal. Yeah, that's probably true. They would have seen it. But the... I think it's a bigger deal that they survived. 17-3. Wow. Yeesh. All right, you get first dibs on the lock. Uh, Detroit. Oh. I'm sold. Give me the shootout. Give me them. And, and what, they're at home? Mm-hmm. Second Street? Uh, no, they're at home now. Detroit? Yeah, they're home. Uh, I probably should have saved the Giants for this one. Uh, hmm. Kind of dicey. Oh, uh, you know what? I haven't used them. I, what's it called? Uh, Buffalo's my lock. Buffalo? All right. Yeah, well, hopefully. I haven't used them yet, so I have to use them here. Because I, I had my eye on that game. I just think it's a, it's a get-right game for them. They're well-coached. I, I know it's like a very like sportsy, like, oh, they're a well-coached team. Um, I think that this is the week that they figure it out. They're home. They're going to – Vegas has to fly across the country. It's a 10 a.m. start time, internal clock for the Raiders. I think it's a uh, that's a Buffalo game. Yeah, it should be. And the DeMar Hamlin, that's just going to be – Yeah. Uh, electric. That does he get the kick return? Or no, he doesn't play. I don't think he plays special teams. Whatever it is, it's gonna be. It's like when he came back, or when the injury happened. Yeah. Very first kick return just goes all the way to the end zone. That place was just electric that day. Hundred hundred ten dollars for me. Huh? They were plus twenty two hundred to have the first uh, the first touchdown be the defense or special teams, and I won one hundred ten bucks on that. Oh, I put Jesus. five bucks on it, and then I had them for two touchdowns. That won me another eighty bucks. <laughs> uh, 
I have little to no money for this week. I got absolutely burned last week, so. Uh, I my my lock in college football today uh, unlocked. I had uh, North Dakota plus fourteen and a half against uh, Boise State. Boise State beat by eighteen. Jesus. Uh, but I, I am I am riding the Buffaloes tonight. We'll see how Colorado does. That, that game will kick off. Are you going to catch any of that, or are you going to be asleep by then? No, I'm off. I'm going to catch a little bit. I'm trying to watch the UFC pay-per-view yeah. tonight. I'm all Is in tonight, on that. Um, tonight's who? What's it? Who the hell's fighting? I remember my barber had something on TV about it. Um, oh, it's in Mexico, I believe. It's uh, it's, uh Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko, Shevchenko right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Grasso was the underdog in their last uh, fight. She tapped her out, beat probably one of the top goats in uh, women's MMA in Shevchenko, an upset of the year candidate. I had money on that. Cash out with Grasso with winning. And I think Grasso's going to lose it in her first title defense. Shevchenko's calling out for blood. She might actually kill this woman in the first round. Well, she well. is dead set on getting that belt back. But I, got a- I still have Grasso. I'm riding Grasso. I got 50 bucks in my points bet account because I hit my parlay Monday. Um, talk me out of putting all of it on Colorado tonight. I would put 25 on Colorado, put five on Colorado State, and then just live to fight another day. Fair. What is this $2? Oh, I, I got a $2 bonus bet. Exciting. Parlay that with everything I just said. <laughs> See what happens out there. Pick a team. And then, if you can do player props, I'd probably go Sanders two touchdowns. How do I use a bonus bet? Uh, I think you would when you make your. Atlantic, whatever. No, when you make your sucks. when you make your pets before you cash out, it'll, like Fanduel will just show yeah, up. Yeah, give me the option. I think it has to be a parlay. Uh, uh, oh well, must be. All right, any uh, final words for the gentle listeners? Nope, nothing at all. Enjoy the weekend. The weather is getting beautiful. It's getting nice and perfect out. Not hot, not too cold. My kind of weather. It's perfect, perfect weather. We're getting yeah. into football season weather. Sports Equinox is just a month away or so. Exciting things that are happening. And uh, we'll catch you next week. I think a Monday episode, maybe Tuesday. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, yeah, going forward, it seems like Thursdays might be the move for the second episode. Uh, this past week, obviously, we were hindered by the Eagles game. But I uh, let's do, uh, I think we aim for Tuesday because then we can react to the Monday game. Gotcha. I give our statistics for the week, and then the Thursday game. Thursday we can record and try to knock out a uh, a preview of sorts. I also will be uh, riding solo at the house again, like I am tonight, Thursday, because the old lady will be out at the Jonas Brothers concert. That will be her birthday. Oh. And then we're celebrating her birthday uh, Friday, Saturday, anyway. So that works out well. Yeah, that's not bad. Have a little time with the girls. Yeah. And Jonas Brothers. Yeesh. Yeah. Which means I get to watch the Thursday game in peace. Or if it's a so, shit was, game, you can be maddened all night long. Fair. Yeah, hang up with the dogs. Dogs took a long walk earlier. They are pooped. They haven't barked once, I don't think. Not at all. I was kind they're of scared. They're sleeping. Yeah, they're <laughs> sleeping. Did you, uh, since the lady's at someone's house, did you take any notes and like, you know what? These dogs got to go to sleep at some point. No, it's not like leaving, you know, the... Trail. The list of things with the babysitter where it's like um, dogs have to be fed at this time. Oh, dogs man. have to go to sleep at this time. The dogs are pooped, into the cabinet. They downstairs? 
I think Benny actually is right next to the door. No. Uh, Hazel's downstairs. But I'm almost. I, I didn't hear him go back down. I think he's actually laying. He might be laying right next to the door. Probably dead asleep. <laughs> I was going to bring him in here with me, but at the second, you know, something happens outside, he'll start barking, and then I'm stuck in here. I can't open the door. Right. So, but yeah, they're pooped. I'm riding solo tonight. I got. I might go dual action Colorado on my phone and then uh, playing some Madden. But I got Madden for the first time in three years, like we spoke about off air. I'm excited yeah, to play it. I would have it the game on the side, yeah. Madden right there. I got. Uh, I mentioned it. I got chili in the crock pot. I made that today, and I'm, I got some burgers. I might grill up some burgers. Maybe do a, uh, maybe a, uh, like a fried egg on a burger with some chili on the side. Ooh, I haven't had Chipping. a fried egg ever on a burger. I just feel like it's a mess waiting to happen. Well, if you get it with the uh, with the yolk still intact, yes. But if you if you do the egg and then you flip it and you fried egg meaning like kind of like what you get in like a breakfast sandwich more so. Okay. I don't know if you've ever had like a Dunkin' sandwich where like the egg is still white and yellow, but like both sides are like yeah. firm. Mm-hmm. The the egg the yolk getting everywhere is a pain in my neck. But yeah, that's what I would feel like. But yeah, but yeah, Just fried egg on burgers and game changer. That's like my favorite thing to have on a burger now. Mm. I, I, I can't do it too often. I only do it like every once. If I go to a place that does it well, or if I have time to do it myself, I'll do it. But that's fair. Yeah, it's not one of those things where you know. Hey, let me get the uh, the secret menu item for Burger King where they give you the egg. You gotta get there right after breakfast is done, right before lunch starts getting served. You get the Whopper with the egg on. But yeah, that's uh, that's my plan for the night. I might throw it, maybe a nice little uh, breakfast burger. That sounds and some chili. Sounds Chili's been awesome. sitting in that crock pot for a while now, so it should be getting pretty uh, sticky. Yeah, I haven't eaten none all day. Oh no, that's a lie. I had. Uh... Have you ever had America's Pie? We're not getting way off topic. Uh, Actually, we'll tell mom. We'll just tell mom we ate it all. <laughs> right. Oh, not, Amer- not American pie. America's pie. <laughs> no. But we'll talk off air. This has been episode <laughs> one nineteen of the PA term. But we'll see you Monday or Tuesday because we can go on for another two hours or so. God knows how long this has been. Um, see ya. Well done. <laughs> see you. <ya. laughs>